Mom, I'm coming home. I'm in the next chapter, put away all my credentials. Then I crucified the actor, traded all I thought I wanna be for what I know I'm supposed to be. Walking with the Lord, but know the devil's right in front of me. I still feel the sun shining on my shoulders. Actually, you know what? I wanna let people know who we're here with today. Um, Adam, why don't you uh, tell us about yourself? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so in the, in, 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 the, in the house today, we have uh, our good buddy Adam, who, who's who's really helped us out in this ministry. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, come and filled in when, was it your honeymoon? He was no. in Israel, actually. In Israel. Oh, I was in Israel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it kind of yeah. was my honeymoon. Second honeymoon. Second yeah, yeah. honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And that was a good time. I was here. Yeah. And then you got to hear that study because we got to record that one. And then so did you did you ever get a copy of that? Uh, I don't think so. But nobody wants to hear themselves yeah, teach. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could burn it. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah, some solid stuff. I enjoyed that. <clears throat> so how's ministry, man? It's been good. It's been good. It's a different, different season, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, right now, the Lord is really teaching me a lot um, about to um, really know the state of your flock, mm. you know. And as far as ministry goes, obviously being involved in various things. Um, but right now the Lord's really focusing my attention to home, mm-hmm. you know, with my wife and what's going on. Um, for many of you guys, I mean, probably don't know, but um, married with wife and two boys now. Mm-hmm. So my house is just super chaotic. You, you if know? you don't mind, can we get, can we get mm-hmm. in a little bit to how you met your wife? Is that cool? Or how do you feel about that? I, I don't feel anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that, no, that's awesome. You know, it, it's, it's a great uh, testimony. Um, just meeting her. It's so crazy. I mean, I don't know how much time we have, but we got time, bro. Okay. So I met her in Bible college at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs. Mm-hmm. It was super cool. Um, in that time of my life, uh, I gave my life to, or rededicated my life to the Lord, I would say at 21. Mm-hmm. And that following year, 2012, I believe it was. Um, yeah, so we're, we're spending a, a class together. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't looking for a wife or a girlfriend at the time. I was literally just fresh, you know, yeah. just seeking the Lord. I knew what he did in my life and I just wanted to know more about him. And I wasn't looking for any type of relationship. I was just looking, you know, just to stop smoking, stop drinking, yeah. keep my pants on and just focus on the mm-hmm. Lord. Right. That's what my, my heart was. And I just didn't want to do anything with anybody. Just seek him. Who was your teacher? <clears throat> um, I had various teachers. Okay. So you were just in Bible college. Yeah, I was in Bible college. I think, um, I want to say, was that Didel's class or I know I had a pastor, Jesse, you know, okay. rest in mm-hmm. peace. Uh, I did have her at Pastor Jesse's class. I think it was Biblical Doctrines. And anyways, so yeah. I, I, I met her there, but we never really hung out. It wasn't really mm-hmm. anything. And later on down the line, she would go to tell me that, oh, man, you were actually my first Christian crush, right? Really? I was like, oh, now you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Really? Funny. Yeah. So, you know, going on, um, it turns out, like, after the years went by, um, she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. Um, both serving in ministry. There's a point in time in my life, and we can get into it a little bit later, mm-hmm. that I end up falling away from the Lord. I end up backsliding for a whole year. And uh, then coming back to the Lord, and I believe it was 2016, um, that's when the Lord just like really showed me like, hey, you're the inner, you're out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like Peter, what he said, it was like to Jesus about, um, Lord, where else can I go? You have the words to eternal life, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was that was me, you know? trying to go back to the world and wasn't fitting anymore mm. so i just you know lord them all in so since then um went back to bible college mm. uh, by the grace of god got to graduate 
And that's when I really started getting more and more in doubt in ministry. And that's when I really started to to kind of cross paths because she was really endowed in ministry hmm. and she was serving along uh, alongside of the women there and just involved in many things, you know? Hmm. And it was during camp Jubilee, uh, one of the years I forget now, I think 2018, not sure. Um, but yeah, we got to serve with one another. I was John the Baptist, <laughs> you know, and, uh, she was a character. I forget which one, but, uh, she was helping out and it was so cool because we literally were just both on stage, like doing the acting and the playing, you know, we're serving the mm -hmm. Lord, having a good time. But I was just rapping out with her, like, like backstage and stuff, like when we're like had downtime and I'm like, dude, this, this chick is actually cool. You know, mm -hmm. like she's not weird. I know sometimes you get involved in, you know, mm -hmm. um, having relationships, you build relationships with the, the, you know, girls at the church, even the guys, some relationships you just don't jive with. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't click. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, she's like my people. Like she gets my stupid jokes. Mm -hmm. You know, she gets like where I'm coming from. We both had the kind of the similar background, you know, um, we, you know, lived uh, party lifestyle, okay. things like mm -hmm. that. So she understood like, I, I'm really lighthearted guy. I don't really take things too serious. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously when things need to get serious, obviously, but yeah, yeah. majority of the time I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah. Like Happy. To be, yeah. I like to be lighthearted. So yeah, we both really, you know, connected well. And then it was a person, um, that came up to me We're we're tearing down camp Jubilee. It was already over. And then she was like, Hey, um, I just want to let you know, it wasn't my wife saying this. It was an, another woman or an older woman. She was like, Hey, I, I know uh, who your wife's going to be. And I was like, what? I've never heard anyone tell me that. I'm like, okay, you're crazy. Like, how many people have you told that, mm -hmm. right? She's like, I know who your wife's going to be. I'm like, well, tell me. She's like, no, no, the Lord's going to show you. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, well, yeah. So praying, praying, and then <clears throat> it turns out um, I end up, uh, and we end up exchanging numbers. I think it was previously that, you know, I had to re return the costume or something. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, well, you know, we exchange numbers. And Can I ask you something real quick? I don't, I don't yeah. mean to cut in your conversation, but when yeah. you say, when you say like uh, that, that person said that to you. Now, obviously, we come from a similar background where it's like we're not heavy into charismatic, like oh, a word from the Lord kind of stuff. Not to say that we don't believe that stuff happens, but um, did you was your discernment that like this person doesn't know, or was it more just like that can't be true? Like, like did, did and I'm, I'm obviously I don't know who that person was. I don't need to know who that person was, mm -hmm. but like. I'm just curious, maybe for even some of them might be in that place where they have some family members that are like very, oh, the Lord said this to me, said this was going to happen. And then you have other friends that are like really far from that, right? Like even being in a balanced ministry like Calvary Chapel, you have people sometimes that are like, they lean a little heavier away and some lean a little bit towards even within a balanced ministry that doesn't emphasize on supernatural things. So I'm just curious, like at that time when that person said that to you, did it hit you like they don't know what they're talking about? That's not the way it works. Or did it hit you like, dang, like that felt like a deep truth, but I don't know what to make of that. I'm curious. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, when I hear things like that, I always take it to the Lord. You know, I think the scriptures even tell us to like test everything, test mm. the spirits, right? And mm. see if it's of God. If it's not, then, you know, it's not. And um that's what I did. I'm like, that's weird. I've never heard it before. I mean, there was a sign of relief because I was already 28 at the time. You're looking for a wife in mm -hmm. a sense, but not really looking. Right, you know right, what I mean? got like, you. Yeah, you're, you're just allowing the win. Lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, Lord, I need, I'm good now. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm ready when you're ready. I don't want to die alone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I took it to the Lord. And then obviously in my own mind, okay, I'm trying to put the pieces together. Like, who mm -hmm. was I hanging around with that night? Why would she say that? And you know what I mean? Yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah, yeah. figure yeah, yeah, it yeah. out. Just in a natural way. And then 
I was like, I was obviously talking to my wife, Stephanie, you know, the whole, the whole time, the whole night. I'm like, it had to be her. But I was like, I'm just like a grain of salt. I took it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and uh, just prayed about it. And then I end up, um, you know, talking to Steph or calling her. I'm like, hey, did you, did anyone ever come up to you last night and tell you that, uh, uh, that you met your husband? She's like, yeah, somebody did. Wow. So that same person told me that I know who your wife is, told her that I know who your husband no, is. Dang. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this lady doing? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want there to be gossip or anything like that. Or, sure. but, or possibly even like killing your game at that yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like hindering, you know, whatever God's going to do. Uh-huh. Right. So, but no, I mean, it, it really truly came to pass, you know, and obviously like I bring everything to the Lord, you know, Lord, mm. okay, this is what I heard. This is, you know, I would like to have a wife and show me who it is. And, you know, fast forwarding down the line, I end up um, asking her out. Uh, is very very simple. I think a lot of Christians make it so complicated to go on dates and stuff like that. Mm. But it's so simple. You obviously take it to the Lord, and I believe too they they go in. And I was the same way. I had I really wanted to protect my reputation in a sense because mm. of, of men you want to be good of, of good reputation, have good mm. character, protect your integrity, mm-hmm. and same with the women, right? They want to protect their integrity. So when you go about saying I, I'm praying for you, then you, the Lord must have showed you something, or you must be at peace about asking mm-hmm. so on and so forth out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and this is a bit of a stretch, but sometimes I feel like a lot of that, uh, and I'm not saying, I don't mean this as an accusation against people that feel very on edge about dating or whatever, but sometimes I think we've built a stigma because of our sinful nature. In other words, we've removed the innocence from dating to such a degree that you're a snake or you're a dog. Anytime you say you show interest in a woman and want to take her out and go have some coffee or go have some dinner, you know, and if you were to remove this sort of um, foul stench that revolves around most young people, most, uh, you know, people that are trying to date, then you would find a very innocent version of dating that I think a Christian doesn't have to wear like a black guy, even if that date ends up being like, you know what, that wasn't, that didn't work out or whatever. There, there's such a stigma that's been built around it that you have a lot of people that there is, and I want to be careful because I'm not just giving this liberty idea that, oh, date around, it's all good. But I, I think that, you know, part of the stain that we wear in, in that is really, uh, it speaks to the 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 sinful nature, you know, like just mm-hmm. the rampant sinful ideas behind taking somebody out, what your intentions are. I've met people that are just honest, good people, don't have bad ideas in their heart and they're they're just like man this is a godly woman now i'm a godly man hey would you like to get some coffee sometime you know what i mean i don't Mm -hmm. think i don't think we should shoot that down as christians as we so often do in -hmm. our culture so i kind of get an idea who you had been talking to because i because Mm -hmm. like probably dave and zunza is a person you spend time with Mm -hmm. it seems that this podcast revolves around people who in one way or another mm-hmm. no dave in a mm-hmm. weird way yeah but to hear you say like you didn't you didn't need to make a big weird thing about it you just keep it simple didn't have to make it you know over um i remember dave telling me things like that too yeah i don't know if that influenced you i don't want to put words in your mouth yeah no and uh we can see I, I was gonna ask you yeah. that exact question like where do you feel like you were getting most of your your guidance in as far as how to approach dating like mm-hmm. was that from was it from people was it from your own devotional study was it a mixture of it like where do you think the lord was uh, taking you? i just googled it you know <laughs> <laughs> christian date no, i'm just kidding no obviously i have really great a group of guys around me uh and 
not that it's an inner circle, but you know, you're tight knit with few people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Pastor Dave being one of them as well. And he did, you know, encourage me. Not that he was the one that said, I know who your wife is or no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was one of the, one of the guys that I really went to with, with various things, what I was thinking, I am still today accountable to him and, and, and to minor as well as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, he did like, he even told me, he's a mijo. Stop making it so complicated. Mm. He, she's all, he's all, do you like her? I'm like, yeah, are you attracted to her? Yeah. Okay, then what are you doing? Yeah. Like, she, she loves the Lord. She's serving God. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. reading books. That's like, dope. You're, you're, you're not going and searching for someone who's not even in the church. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. She's here. She's part of leadership. She's doing her thing. And, you know, go ask her out. You know, and I just want to say that to any, like, uh, young people that are listening, maybe, you know, um, if, if you know you got a problem, an issue you're still struggling with, then hey, you know what? Protect yourself. Protect other Absolutely. people from yeah. from those things. But listen, if you if you wear your Christianity, what it really is on the outward as what it is on the inside, then don't be afraid, dude. Yeah. If you have a godly heart and you want to please the Lord, and you are attracted to somebody and you see they're godly, by all means, dude. Let's remove that stigma. You know, making it nearly impossible for young people to just ask somebody out on a date. You know, and uh, just encourage people that are godly to be like, yeah, that's, this is okay. You yeah. Know? I think it goes back to what you were saying too, about how we created this stigma because prior to the Lord, we're just running amok, right? right. Dating whoever, mm-hmm. trying to do whatever. You're hooking up. Like exactly. that's your, yeah, you're and like, that's, Oh, this girl, I'll hook up with her. Let me ask her out. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then we're, we're talking when you say we're talking, that means we're like making out, right? Yeah, yeah, like right that's right. what the terminology <laughs> was back when I was like, Netflix or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but now like in the Lord, it's completely different, mm-hmm. you know, and you're obviously you're seeking um, that uh, whether it be you're, if you're a man, you're seeking a woman, if you're a woman, you're seeking a man um, that who is a, a godly person, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, for myself, like I knew that I was attracted to her. I knew that you know she would be an awesome person. I love sure. just hanging out and talking to her. Yeah. And she showed characteristics for a long period of time as a godly woman. Right. right. I mean, I could even right. attest to that. We know who Steph was. Right. right. Like she she. She carried herself as a person who was humble and not seeking the limelight and just carried herself in a very godly way. So yeah. I hear you on that. That's cool. Dude. Yeah. I mean, just like many how you guys met your wives, you know, yeah, and you sure. saw and the Lord just showed you that's a Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. wife, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a Proverbs 31 woman. And and he really showed me that about my wife. And I was like, man, this is this is awesome. So the crazy thing was, I was like, OK, now I got to ask her out. How do I go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Dave, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, yeah. yeah. That's funny. No, but it was funny because um, I was actually, during that time, he was living uh, close to me. Uh, we were both staying in La Puente at the time. And mm-hmm. um, so <clears throat> I uh, was dropping him off at home and we're just talking, you know, and then he just he got to pour into me and we're rapping out. And he was like, man, like, if you don't ask her out, like, <laughs> you're <laughs> I, a dummy. I should question, yeah, you're a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you should question yourself. And then um, he's like, so what are you going to do me home? I'm like, I'm going to ask her out. And then he's like, okay. So I dropped him off and I called her, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, um, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, hey, I don't want to ask you, um, do you want to get some coffee? Uh, maybe go to a cafe or something after uh, Sunday night service. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'd be cool. Like, I really enjoy spending time with you mm-hmm. and hanging out with you and talking to you. And I you know, want to get to know each other more. And that's sim- simple like that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that was my intention. It wasn't like, you know, anything else but that. And um, I know that she's like, okay, well, you better know what you're doing because I don't do this, right? I'm like, I, I'm at peace about it. I mean, let me know if you are, if you're not. She's like, no, I, I want to go. I was like, all right, go. Oh, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, by the way, I'm going to be gone for the next four days. <laughs> like I was going on a trip. Oh, really? Yeah. So then I'm like, you might not hear me because I'm going hiking. I went hiking in the Grand Canyon. Smart uh, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So then. Uh, let it marinate. I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, she was like, really? I'm like, yeah. So. I ended up going um, 
on a trip with with Miner and his family. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. We went to Havasupai Falls. I don't know if you guys ever. You can Google it. You can see pictures of of the waterfall. The the mm. water is like crystal clear. Like hey, write that down, Max. <laughs> yeah, Havasupai <laughs> Falls. It's it's kind of. Um, I don't know how it is. I, I just got invited, but yeah, I think you have to like book or well, whatever. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Right? Yeah, but still, it was a dope yeah, place. It was a dope place, bro. And then, um, so anyways, I go hiking. Right, yeah. the hike is like crazy, dude. It's like eighteen mile hike. Mm-hmm. Bro, oh my god! Like wait, 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 wait. Miner went on an eighteen mile hike. <laughs> yeah, bro. Believe it. Or, I got photos to prove it, dude. It's like shout out Miner, yeah, dude. Bro, yeah. He's a trooper, man. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he held it down for sure. But um, so we, we get to the hike and then we're, you know, we're coming back. The trip's already over. We're back in the, the van. We're driving home. Right. Mm. And um, he tells me, he's like, are you still going to go on that date? I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, bro, aren't you tired? I'm like, I am tired, but like, I want to hang out with her, dude. Like, that's how I knew like, this is, wasn't something, it was something different. Sure. You know, I didn't feel like this about any, any woman, you know, mm. you know, that's I, such a, that's such an encouragement, bro. Because I think once your heart is set on the Lord, you know, and not in every case, but in some, in many times and beautifully, dude, a, a person starts to like the, the, all the other reasons why he chased women start to be put away. Right. right? And so then you could find yourself in a place where you're like, dude, I, I don't even feel like the way I used to. So, mm-hmm. so you can, you know, you can really enjoy those little butterfly feelings, those little innocent things of just enjoying somebody's company when those things are killed oftentimes in the in the mountain of lust and mm-hmm. and you know perversion and and chase and and gossip and sharing stories mm-hmm. with guys like mm-hmm. so much of that stuff is killed in the world and you know i just want to say too like for for many people they always think that the christian life is the boring life and then like living out there in the world is like fulfilling but I have found the opposite, dude, that mm-hmm. that when you drown yourself in overstimulating that dopamine gland with pornography and sex and random people and gossip and hearing people's stories and people exaggerating their stories of things that they did and all that, that you're actually stealing out of the beauty of life because nothing ever matches, you know, what you're trying to chase. And yeah, I see people that are actually living these empty lives and achieving what they what seems to be more. And I remember the Lord restoring unto me when I first started dating my wife, restoring unto me things that I thought only existed in like a little 12 year old's mind, you know, where all of a sudden sitting next to somebody brings electricity and you feel your heart, you know, beating when you think they're coming around the corner or they say, I'll see you there. And you're waiting to see them. And those are things that were lost in the world, you know. And so I just feel that I'm, I'm happy to hear you say these things like, you know how you were coming down from this trip and you're just thinking about this girl and mm-hmm. you know you're excited you, you you know you don't it doesn't matter if you feel tired because you want mm. you want to go do this more than you want yeah. sleep you yeah. know and so that's super cool bro yeah you know it, it encourages me because um, right now i'm in a place like newly married for a year and a few months now and i'm in a place already i, I should be like whining and so I'm, oh my gosh dating my my wife right now in this season that i'm in mm-hmm. and i struggle with that dude i really do this sunday we have it like scheduled like hey like i want to take you out and and really just bless you because i feel like we're, we're involved in ministry and all the things that you're referring to right now mm-hmm. it, it reminds me dude that man that's that's where i think i fail in right now in this little season that I'm in of just like work, work, work. And, and it's there definitely in my heart, like to do those things, but to make it a point like, Hey, like 
she's still, you know, th- the same woman, it, even yeah. better and more sharpened in the Lord. Now I, I'm still falling in love with her, mm-hmm. but that's like super encouraging. Yeah, for and me I'm right sure now. even for yourself, you share, yeah. you revisit the story, right? And like, you know, you, you're, I mean, we'll get to that part later, but you're mm-hmm. two kids deep. You're like, right. oh, yeah. been married, right? Yeah. Like, you got, you know, responsibilities, finances, you know. Yeah. Um, but hearing your own story, you know, you're reminded of what God did and what he was doing. So anyways, back, back to where we're at, you're coming down the mountain. You're like, I want to, I want to go date this girl. Yeah. And what was that like? It was cool. And then, um, you know, we're texting, I finally got some cell service and then, um, she texts me all the texts start flooding in. Right. And then I'm, so I'm reaching out to her. I'm like, Hey, so are we still on for tonight? She's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And she's like, aren't you tired though? You hiked so long Mm -hmm. and blah, blah. blah. I think on her end, she was a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. too. Like, Hey, if you don't want to go, then it's cool. Like, you know? But, uh, and then, um, but I told her, no, I'm like, I want to see you. Mm. And then when I told her that she was like, oh man, she got butterflies in her stomach yeah, for too. Sure. We were both just super Emojis excited. Emojis. Yeah, exactly. Going the heart, back and yeah. forth. <laughs> exactly. The hard eyes and everything. Hard eye emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so corny, bro. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I finally uh, get to the house, uh, get cleaned up and then I, I go pick her up and mm. I'm very traditional, you know, yeah, I don't sure. say, Hey, I'm outside, come out. I go and I treat her with the utmost respect. You know, I mm-hmm. see her as that's God's daughter and I need to treat her as such. Right. Um, so then I go and, you know, I knock on the door and she was so like blown away, like in her past relationship, she's never had it like mm. that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So she was like, what the heck? That's so weird. Like, why would you mm-hmm. knock? You, you should have just called me. And I'm like, no, I, well, I want to meet your dad. Mm-hmm. I want to meet your mom. I was going to ask what about the dad? Yeah. yeah. So being the dad, the dad and, and I like, we're very similar. Like he's so laid back. I consider myself laid back. Like he, Mm. he's like a, like an old time, like surfer dude. Like Mm. he's just chill, bro. Like easy going, just super funny. Just really great to get along with. Now does she have siblings? She does. She has a brother and a twin sister actually. Oh really? Yeah. So she's a, it's not identical, but fraternal mm-hmm. fraternal uh-huh. she's fraternal twin. so she doesn't quite look like your sister but they're right no 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 yeah, but, yeah. but they but they were born literally that's the same crazy time. yeah wow i didn't even know that I yeah not many idea. people do bro it's crazy yeah 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 i gotta verify that do too. they all go to <laughs> do they all go to church um so not necessarily i mean they go okay. when they do go to a church they go to that one okay okay um, that's probably why i didn't know yeah so mm-hmm. they're they're still you know the lord's still doing work in their mm-hmm. lives sure. and, you know we're obviously being a light to them and mm-hmm. they see what we're doing mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's a hit or miss where they can't understand why you go to church so often, but the Lord will work it out. And sure. we just got to be faithful, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, just resuming, we uh, I ended up asking her out. It was great. We went on the first date um, and we were just at peace the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't awkward. You know, we got to talk and it was just cool. And we just had a good time after the, after we ate. We we're just trying to find something mm-hmm. to do because we didn't want the night to end. We just uh, wanted to continue to hang nice, out, yeah. you know, and it comes to a point. OK, I got to bring her home at a reasonable time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dropped her off and it was cool. We were texting and it was after that, we just hit it off, bro. And that's then, cool. You know, down the line, it turns out actually that she uh, knew my cousins mm. and my cousins, her used to party back in the day. Huh. So this one, um, I think it was leading up to Thanksgiving. I invited her over to Thanksgiving and then she's like, Danielle, she's like, Steph, what the heck? I haven't seen you forever. Like, where have you been? Yeah. So it just felt like the Lord brought her at the right time and she just fit into the mm. family, dude. Because mm. my, my family knew her. They liked her. She had a good reputation uh, reputation of my family. Mm. And my, my family doesn't know what I do at church a lot of the times, you know, right. or who I'm around at church. Or, but it was so cool how God worked out that detail, mm-hmm. you know. And, and there's so many details that he worked in the relationship and is continuing to doing, but it, it was just an, an awesome. Now I'm curious, like, on the timeline, like, 
are you already like a teacher when you meet her or you're not at all? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm serving the Lord. Just going to church all the time. Yeah, going to church, part of leadership um, and just serving. You know, I think I was serving in the children's ministry at the time. Uh, doing coordinating and teaching and things like that for little mm. kids and stuff. Or yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a vibe of because there's a lot of stigmas that um, show up around. Really, a lot of them are just put on us by people. You know, it's like once like you're in the position of like people see you as like a leader, then you're more careful or scared of what like people will think. Or right. I remember dealing with a little bit of that. You know, and so I was curious if like. If like you met your wife and then together you kind of like started growing, growing to your calling or if it was more like, you know, you already had those things happening and then you met her or something in the middle. At the time I was serving in the children's ministry, I was actually teaching the special needs. So I would, I would serve mm. in there for multiple years. Wow. And um, so then after, you know, meeting her. Is that, I'm sorry, sorry yeah. to parentheses, but like, is that something that you, is a close place to your heart or was it a need that you were just helping out and this was needed? At first, I've been just open to the Lord, bro. Right. I, I continue to maneuver like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, whatever you have for me, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's picking up the trash. that's a pretty tremendous, though, like special yeah, needs is it, like. And it's pretty intense because I never would have actively, like, put myself there. Yeah. But I was like, Lord, whatever you have for me, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember filling out that application to serve in the church ministry. And I told mm-hmm. my buddy, I'm like, this is the most important mm-hmm. uh, application I'll ever fill out because it's for the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. So then I filled it out and I made sure like everything was perfect and it was neat. And was now that you say that at the time, but I think that's where I first started to like really notice you. Yeah. Think because I think yeah. I would go in there a couple times to yeah. do worship and I think I yeah. saw you there. Yeah. And that's where like I think the Lord just put it in my heart like this guy's doing it. Yeah. Because like, people don't for the most part, there's not a bunch of hands throwing up. Yeah. Being thrown up to go to help, go with help special needs. Yeah. No. And I fell yeah. in love with the kids, bro. Mm. They were amazing. And a lot of them, I'm like, dude, why are you even in here? They're like super smart. I know it's so cliche because you hear it all the time, but mm. it's legit, bro. Like, yeah. some of them are so smart. There's this girl, I wouldn't say her name, but she could memorize your birthday if you mm. were to just to tell mm. her. You know, I was like, hey, when's my birthday? Oh, it's February 2nd. Or wow, when's my birthday? Wild. She knows everyone's birthday in that's the entire wild. class. Like, you know what's interesting? Week. What I learned because my wife kind of specializes in that. That's really what she did for a living when, when I met her. And well, through the early stage of our marriage until we had kids and she got the chance to be at home. But which was her choice, by the way, mm-hmm. not my like, you need to be at home. I, I do feel strongly about that stuff, but I would have let my wife do whatever it is that she felt like she wanted to do. But um uh, I learned a lot about the spectrum in that season and finding out that, you know, when there's a, when there's like a, a, a certain area or certain thing that's lacking, it, it, it not only does it not always affect all the other areas, but sometimes actually comes with an increase in something other area. So it, it's almost, you know, some of the learning disabilities or some of the people that are on the spectrum actually excel in some other places in a very crazy way. Do you like, I'm not, shouldn't say crazy but in in a very unique Mm -hmm. way you know Mm -hmm. and and um so i learned a lot about that in that season with my wife and so i know what you're saying like you meet a kid and you're like dude this kid's like extra special yeah like not just like yeah you know like he's gifted yeah yeah that's that's pretty trippy and and there's there's other other students there who uh who would you would give him a year and he know what day your birthday would fall on you'd be like 2024 and he would tell you oh your birthday's gonna be on a saturday and you look up the calendar and it's a Saturday. I'm like, I, I don't know I, how. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're like brothers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't I know how they do it. I don't know how they do that. I'm just like blown away by yeah. that. Um, and That's there's other incredible. kids, obviously. Some are nonverbal, you know. Yeah. Some yeah. are um, very uh, 
they, they have stemming, like sensitive like a, yeah, with yeah, their yeah. with their with their touch and stuff like that. So the way you interact with them, the Lord would really teach me a lot about patience, mm. you know, a lot about perseverance and just really having a love. Which in know? a weird way is application to just regular people that need to grow in the Lord, really mm. like a God's sheep, you know, because um, in a weird way you start finding that like you meet grown people that have been married for years, have families, and then there's just these undealt with things in their lives, you know, and. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look at them. They don't want to talk about that, or they keep changing the subject, or you know. And so mm-hmm. you have to have a heart and be able to adjust yourself sometimes to minister to people in a certain way. So mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like some of that stuff might be yet to even still unfold in like the calling that God has in your life or whatever yeah. He's doing, you know, in your life. Yeah. Um, interesting, dude. So you you guys are dating. When does it get to the place where we dating a long time or you got not married? not that long? I mean. My wife's gonna kill me because I don't know. <laughs> no, don't even trip about yeah, that. So, but you yeah, weren't. You guys dating. weren't. You guys weren't dating like a really long time before you ended up getting married. I mean, don't quote me on this. I want to say it was a year, maybe. Okay. Less oh, or more. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, maybe somewhere like yeah, but it wasn't like five years. You no, know, not you know? at all. Because like when uh, we first started dating, we knew our intentions. Like we were gonna get married. Yeah. Right. That lady was right. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, that's funny. So, Shout uh, out that lady. We don't yeah, know her name, but it's not, maybe we don't need to know. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it was cool, you know? And then, um, so then shortly after, and they asked her to be my girlfriend, and we continued. And then um, I was learning a lot in that season as well, too, mm. you know? Like, like, like tough times in your relationship or not necessarily tough time, but just self-discipline. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. obviously when you guys are dating, you know, you guys become more comfortable with each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. You like, you want her for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a and given. then it's like, you know, I even told her like, you know, not to get too graphic, but I'm yeah. like, Hey, maybe we should stop kissing leading sure. up to the wedding. This is, I've already proposed. We've mm-hmm. already got engaged. And then I'm like, there's no point of this, you yeah, know, yeah. we get ourselves riled up and then it's like, for what, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. and i just like, pushing yourself too close to a ledge. Exactly. You know? And yeah. then you don't want to, you know, present her on the altar defiled. Right. Yeah, and you yeah. want to keep everything holy before the Lord mm. and make sure you're doing, you know, everything. Did Dave talk to you about the octopus arms? Yeah, dude, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, there's, it there's sounds just, familiar. Yeah, there's, yeah. This, there's this terminology <laughs> I love to use that I learned from Dave, because one of the things that happens when you're talking to young men is they, they, they always try to pretend that they don't know what you're talking about when it comes to what you know is in them, right? If they're mm-hmm. not, if they're not gay and they're not, they're and they attracted to a woman, they want her, bro. Like that's it, right. you don't have to try to pretend yeah. that's not true, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, another stigma created in in the you know in within Christianity. I, I don't want to say in Christianity because Christianity done correctly doesn't breed that stuff. But within Christianity, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, we've developed things that God didn't intend for there to be there. And so there's a sort of pretend I don't want my girlfriend thing going on, which is not true. Right. It's not it's not the way God made you. So right. one of the ways I always try to tell people to, to, to break the ice and not make this to, to break down the stigma is like, look, dude, you got to be careful. Right. Because when you're saying you, you get the octopus arms, dude, yeah. and they start they want to <laughs> hug a little too much. And, you know, you don't you don't have to you don't have to get into how close their hands or arms. Are. It's just them real like recognizing like, hey, these are things that will creep up on you, dude. Right. Like, And, you know, it. you know, it even if it's just a hug. You know what I mean? You you know you know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and such a cool way to like yeah oh yeah you got to be careful with the octopus arms you know yeah. and it's so <laughs> true because they know if they're even hugging and they haven't even kissed before they they know they're like ah, that's true you know what yeah. I mean and so uh, I've always dug that analogy <laughs> Dave, yeah. Dave 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 gave me that one and I was like oh for sure and I remember making that those um 
adjustments too you know you're sitting in a car and you're talking you put your hand on someone's thigh or whatever you're laughing mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like you know what that's stirring something up in my in, inside of me for yeah. sure you know like from now on the conversations happen with you sitting in the car and me standing outside of the car you know or yeah. whatever you know <laughs> wherever you whatever you draw your lines with mm -hmm. you know and it really takes the realization that you you telling yourself how how much you what you where you're really mm -hmm. at when you're dating because you know you're you're if you want godliness, if you desire godliness, then you desire to run from the edges, the ledges where you'll fall off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I always tell people like, look, dude, like, don't let me impose my Christianity on you. Right. Like you love the Lord. You know that he's the only one that's got a plan for your life. And he's the one who can bless your, your marriage in the future. Dude, do it because you want th those things. Like, I, I'm not going to follow you around with a camera, be asking you, mm -hmm. hey, when's the last time you guys made out a little too much, you know? Right. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Keep yourself godly. Keep yourself holy, dude. I think that comes a lot from the time we spent with Dave and Zunza, too. You yeah. know, it's like, keep it simple, bro. Like, be a godly man, you know, mm -hmm. and and, and and be transparent, too. Be honest. Like, you're only lying to yourself, you know? Like, hmm. and so... uh you know that's that's I, I i bring those things up too because i hope i hope that i when i sit down with you guys right i see the next mm -hmm. generation of leaders like mm -hmm. i'm not trying to put something on you dude y you could be a father and be very effective a husband be be a great husband and a great father dude god uses that in a tremendous way recently i heard we sat in a bible study and this guy said um he's like hey when you talk to people don't just go too quickly to the calling in their life like let them know that that jesus loves them mm -hmm. and you know that god's doing great things in their life and through their life like apart from this idea that i'm gonna become something one day i'm gonna do something one day like you are doing mm -hmm. it in a way you know but mm -hmm. i won't deny that i see i sense and i see like you know the next generation of leaders and i hope that we remember these things that some solid men taught us about absolutely removing some of those stigmas that exist there that shouldn't shouldn't be there really like you know we need to bring people to a healthy place where you know the they're they're able to with a clear conscience go out on a date and mm. be attracted mm -hmm. to somebody you know because god made him that way it's a beautiful thing you know mm -hmm. so mm. um that's i i love that your story includes that bro i i, I mean i'm kind of taking advantage in the conversation to like bring these things up but mm -hmm. i do that because i feel like that's that's a tremendous lesson that's being told through your story that right. I really, I'm really enjoying hearing, you know, mm -hmm. and I really want people to know that, you know, so mm -hmm. super dope. So yeah, after a certain time, like you guys end up getting married, right? I yeah. mean, is there something in there that, yeah. So no, um, where did I leave off? We got engaged, uh, you know, uh, back to self-discipline, like mm -hmm. as you were describing, it's very true. You know, obviously you don't want to fall into sin, mm -hmm. you know, you're protecting her and then you're leading her, you know, mm -hmm. you, you said that's going to be your wife and how you're going to lead your wife, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you want to protect her heart. Right. And that's the things, you know, Dave distilled to me and other mm -hmm. men distilled to me as well, letting me know. And, um, and you know, got to do that. And then we ended up getting married. We got married. Um, and then like, I would say a month after like COVID happened. Right. And everything shut down. So right after your, yeah, wow. dude, like we got married in January. Did you guys get married around the same time? Close. I uh, got married April of last year. Oh, so you're not in this year. Oh, okay. Not uh, so, so you're year, 20, it was 20, 21. Yeah. 20, okay. So you're in 20, so year, yeah. 20. Yeah. Got 2020. Okay, so okay. January, 2020. Okay. Got you. And then we get married. Right. Um, even people, I think people were starting to get sick around that time. Yep. And then uh, we go to the honeymoon, come back from the honeymoon, and everyone is just like, COVID, COVID, COVID. Mm. Now it's all over the place, yeah. right? 
And then they're like, what the heck? What are you talking about? And then I end up getting sick. Mm. Um, I actually got sick on our honeymoon, dude. And it was. You caught COVID? I don't. Before it was even COVID. Like, I got you. Like, if I was a hipster, like, right, right. I, I'd say, mm. like, I had COVID before it was a thing. You I know? got you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Funny, dude. Yeah. yeah, I got you. I, I, I do know people. There, there, there was two things. There was a. COVID was hitting people before they knew what COVID was. Right. And there also was a big flu or a big, like, illness that went around around that time that was really taking people mm-hmm. out that wasn't yeah. COVID too. So who knows? Like yeah. before it was like testing everywhere. Uh, yeah. You're just sick is uh, what you know. Exactly. You, you were just yeah. sick and you had the, you know, stuffy nose, a head cold or whatever. Yeah. But anyways, so I remember being on the honeymoon and I'm like, dude, this is just horrible. Like the first couple of nights were great. I think the last two nights were just like, dude, this Miserable. is How do we get home now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, your sickness and health yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. Like the Lord is like, okay, you're yeah, married. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> you know, funny. so you're I all snot out of your yeah. <laughs> so much yeah, for dude. the handsome guy. Guy, Where'd you guys yeah. go? Where'd you guys go? We went to Hawaii. Oh yeah. yeah. Nice. So we okay. saved up, dude, and we were just like, okay, we bought the Costco deal, uh-huh. right? And then we ended up able to go. That's dope. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so, anyways, but you know, got sick, came back, and then uh, we went on a cruise ship or we out there, and um, there's a bunch of people on there. Uh, a lot of the people were from, uh, uh, you know, the the Asian community. And I think me and Steph were the only the only ones who were like uh, who were not who are Americans, <laughs> no, who were like Hispanic. Oh. You know what I mean? It was so weird because we we're like brown people on the boat. You know? <laughs> I was like, dude. And then we're just like, okay, whatever. We're enjoying that's eating funny. dinner. And then to come back, that's when the the whole like flu came from Asia, all this stuff, or mm-hmm. the, the COVID came from Asia. Oh gosh. So we're like, dude, I think we got it. You know. <laughs> so, anyways, we go to um, we come back home. Uh, everyone's screaming COVID. We're just like, what? What are you guys talking mm-hmm. about? You know. Did you guys have a place like an apartment set up when you? We got did. Back? We did. That's a whole nother story. The Lord really worked it out, and He gave us a, a really great deal. Actually, mm-hmm. um, my wife's best friend, she works for a broker. And the broker has many properties mm. like around everywhere. Mm. And, and are you working for real estate at that time already? I, I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was doing real you estate. You were already nonstop. Nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was already nonstop, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh so we were going and um we you know, her her friend had this this great deal that we can go and rent for super cheap right down the street here in San Dimas. Oh really? Yeah, so it was super cool. The Lord opened up the door and we're like, Oh, thank God, I didn't know where we're gonna mm. stay, right? So um and it was just a blessing, bro. Like they, they removed the tenant because he wasn't paying rent or whatever the case was. Right. And then they, he ended up leaving. They remodeled the, all of the inside. Nice. And then we just went into like a brand new place. Mm. Oh, I was yeah. like, wow, Lord, like we could have never like <laughs> thought of this. Right? I'm just curious. Cause I'm still in the place I was, I still live at the same place I was when I got yeah. married and that was years ago. Like, yeah. So, but, um, um, did you miss that place when you left? Or well, no. we're still we're still there now. Oh, I thought you yeah. got, I thought you left that place. So you still live? No, in that we place. still live okay. there now. Yeah, right yeah, on, we still right live on. there now, and uh, we're praying. You know, I'm trying okay. to be like Sal, be a homeowner, <laughs> right? She can sell. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> this is going to turn into a real estate podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you're going to buy or sell. Uh, <laughs> no, but, That's uh, funny, dude. But yeah, so the Lord opened up the door for that place, and then. Um, so we come back from the honeymoon. Everyone's talking about COVID. I ended up getting sick. We actually had a two-week honeymoon. The first week was Hawaii. The second week, we were supposed to go to Mammoth because, you, you know, it's January, February. Because Mammoth is dope. Yes. Yeah, and it, it's wintertime. Mm-hmm. My wife's never been there in the wintertime. Oh, I gosh. thought she would just love it, right? So I'm like, let's just go, babe. Let's go. And I'm just, like, keeping my boogers in, like, sniffling the whole time. <laughs> like, she's like, babe, you're sick. I'm like, we can still go snowboarding. Uh-huh. She's like, no, we're not going anywhere. Just go to sleep right mm. <laughs> and i had to and then we, we end up getting rest 
Um, so then after that, good thing I got it before like March, April, because that's when, if you guys remember, not that this is about COVID, but they're throwing yeah. everybody on ventilators, right? right? And I figured like if I would have got it then, they would have tried to like, they would have sent you would have been yeah some, not alone that I'm, in some not that I'm like, conspiracy theorist but sure. like just by what we've been seeing yeah. and what they've right. been showing us on we're the all news. a little bit conspiracy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not that I'm conspiracy but I'm right no, but I'm uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well let me tell you a couple <laughs> of conspiracies <laughs> just kidding uh, no but uh but yeah so then so we really got to really be um, really close together mm-hmm. right like the Lord just gave us like a crash course in marriage I felt like mm-hmm. because we we're on a, a lockdown <laughs> not the lockdown being married but a double lockdown because we're in COVID. Yeah. Even if we wanted to to date or travel, we couldn't. Wow. You know, we had to really limit ourselves to being home. You guys were like Quakers, huh? Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. I was like, we're gonna start churning butter in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, so yeah, so we, we we got to really get to really know each other and just know each other's quirks and how we just operate inside the house. Mm. You know, uh, how we wash dishes, little things. You know, yeah. you get to know yeah. uh, as you spend time with each other. So then, uh, you know, fast forwarding, uh, I think the end of that year, um, she ended up getting pregnant. Oh, she got pregnant early on, actually. I think it was like April, right? Mm. Or I don't know the time again, but my son was born on 2020 and uh, December 23rd. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So like we spent like super close time together, right? And then boom, we had a COVID baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And then the shortly after we had another baby, uh, Noah. Now you guys had them really close to yeah. each other, right? Yeah. Like- yeah, yeah I did. remember because I was like, oh, they got a little baby. Like, wait, they got another little baby. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Dude, we, I don't know what we were thinking, and I, we weren't at the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so be careful on the dates. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's so, funny. Uh, so, I mean, like, just, just being a realist, like, like that fast, it's, it's hard to be as excited, right? Because you're like, no, already again? Yeah. Like, we didn't even, like, was that a tough time to go through? Yeah. And just to kind of t- touch base on what you were talking about, too, about um, dating your wife and kind of finding mm-hmm. a hard time, just enjoy it, bro. Because I'd really, we did go on dates and we still mm-hmm. do, and it's always important. I guess you, you guys can agree, too, to go on dates, right. right? Yeah, but I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> to enjoy kids. that time, because when kids come in, he knows, yeah. dude, like, your attention is just them, right. her, everyone's good. You're just trying to make your house not fall and apart. I'm a, and I'm going to be real, her attention particularly is it's really the kids. them. <laughs> it's the kids. And you just got to roll with it. You yeah. know, you love your wife yeah. <laughs> to the very end, dude. That's right. And she's going to love that kid, and then, you know, might yeah. some of that spill might over to you. Yeah, and then you're going to have to relearn the love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it, it's a good time i'm learning a lot in this mm-hmm. season too because i'm mm-hmm. learning about those things too sure. you know and it's like Self, babe, what, ab- what about me like mm-hmm. let, can we talk you're talking mm-hmm. like yes. you know seems like every time we have a conversation like she's screaming titus or i'm screaming noah like yeah. you know mm-hmm. so and then sometimes you do that for so long and i'm not putting words in your mouth this happens often to people though mm-hmm. that when you finally do get time alone like you're like so used to your roles right that it could just be like you know, you're just used to just yeah. being yeah. the parents together, yeah. you know, and exactly. So it is important to date for, exactly. for people that already have kids too. like mm-hmm. find whether it's a friend or utilize because people always go there and they don't always mean it when they say it, but mm-hmm. make them eat their words. Dude. They're like, we'll watch anytime. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, do, do, yeah. and I'm not saying to get out of <laughs> your mess, but I'm saying proactively, not, not mm-hmm. progress, not, you know, not just to get away with something or get mm-hmm. away from something. 
but proactively for your marriage, like mm-hmm. you do need that time. Yeah. Super important. I struggle like, with just taking care of her dogs right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's nothing, bro. But let me just say, you know, but like, you do have a lot on your plate, bro. I mean, yeah. they 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 pay for this building, right? Like they mm-hmm. they th- this ministry, like both of them are workers. Like they just bought a house, bro. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot on their plate. Even I've yeah. had to play the role of being like, nah, dude, back. Yeah. back up of all these things you're mm-hmm. you're doing bro like you know we can't even podcasts had gotten put on the back burner for a season because right. you know it just he was being pushed really hard i don't know if you if you, you had a chance to you share know what? Some i don't, I don't through. know if i did uh, you know what i'll share with you and then this is my first time even sharing it on the podcast and i did have wanted to share it uh, i was doing three bible studies a week working 40 hours a week plus and um plus, plus ser- service with with his trade right like so yeah. mm-hmm. there were friends or there were ministries that'd be like hey like can you help us out with your air conditioning skills so he was doing his 40 hour plus for his money mm-hmm. then doing his extra for help and then starting this church and getting married yeah all at the same time and getting a house like right right in the middle we're hiring it non-stop <laughs> if you want to join and i and i bring that up to say i i was doing too much bro yeah and that was that was the time that you and i were getting together to look at mm-hmm. houses going back and forth yeah and i came to a point where um one day i, I got sick on like a sunday I would took Monday off. I went back to work on Tuesday. I worked like a 12 hour shift and I had like just this conversation with this person that I, I got it in my head that they had the wrong idea of who I was as a person. And I went and I was taking a shower out at home and it was just in my head. And all of a sudden I just felt like, I just felt like I was like leaving my body a little bit. And wow. I was like, what's going on? Like, and I could feel my, my heart beating really fast. Mind you, I've never had an anxiety attack in my life. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I'm not super emotional. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like kind of robotic when it comes to emotions. <laughs> and all of a sudden I just feel like this sense of just of stress, like immense stress. And Lisa was getting ready to go to work. She was working the night shift, the graveyard shift. And in my head, I was just like, I don't want her to have to worry about me right now before she goes to work. So let me just try to be cool right now, send her on her way. I'll try to go to sleep. But she could tell like something was up. She's like, hey, are you okay? And I was just like feeling like, I felt like I was on one, bro. I was like, dude, like what's going on right now? Like I just, like, I just knew I wasn't myself. And that Mm. was like the big thing. She was having straight meltdown, bro. Like, yeah, like, and I started just really, I, I could describe it as just my mind was racing 100 miles per hour, think, overthinking every single word that would come into my reality, just fo- hyper-focusing on everything. Wow. And uh, I started that night. So then she left. She was like, okay. like I, I wasn't also too, while she was there, I wasn't like to a point where she felt like, I okay, I need to stay with my husband because I wasn't that bad and I was trying to play it cool. And, and you're a robot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I send her on her way and then, or she goes to work and then I'm there uh, at uh, my in-laws house at the time trying to like get some rest. I try to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I, w- I wake up. I'm like, I'm trying to pray, but it's hard to even pray. And then this is where I started to really lose it. I'm like, okay, let me, let me read. I go to read the Bible and I, I can't understand it. Like yeah. as I'm reading the words, it's like nothing's, 
I mean, not able to contain the information at all in my mind. Like, wow. you got like he's like, got like a Bible study coming up shortly too. Like, wow. Right. Yeah. So actually the next day was Wednesday night. So Tuesday night, I'm like, okay, like this is, can't this even is read. different. Like I can't, wow. I can't focus on the words that I, I'm trying to understand here. Like, and I also felt just this, uh, what I hindsight I'm thinking was like just this immense amount of adrenaline running through my body that was keeping me up. I couldn't sleep. I just felt like I was coming down. And this is from a, a past of knowing what it was to be like on, on high uh, psychedelics and methamphetamines, things like that. I kind of mm-hmm. felt like I was coming off of something, but mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't, but I, I felt like that. Right. And um, condemnation was setting in. And then the next morning, uh, I called Mike and I was like, yo, dude, like I am tripping out right now, bro. Like, I like, and I described to him what I was going through. And as I'm describing it to him too, I started to feel like it would kind of intensify. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, like I'm, I'm okay right now in the morning, but, uh, just, you know, be ready if I can't teach today. Does that ever happen to you still? Like when you talk about it, it'll, it'll slightly, um, or no, nah. you know what? Not really. When I talk about it, it has happened to me. Not, not, and not even extremely. Where I just started to to kind of like feel it, like, and it's just like I was just driving one day, and I started to kind of just feel it, and I was just like, okay, it's just like Lord, just, and I start breathing, like mm-hmm. doing some breathing exercises, and then I'm like, and then it went away. Um, but it was, it, it hasn't been like that. Um, and then so that day, I hit up Mikey. I let him know, and then I was uh, I was I was still getting ready to teach that night because I felt like okay, I think I think I could still try to teach, and I'm putting this study together, and then around like five o'clock we start service at seven. I just was like, I started to feel it, like because I think too because of the stress of like, dude, I'm about to go up to the pulpit, right? Like, and then I I turn on mic, and I'm just like, I think you should take this one, bro. And so he taught, he taught that night and it was great. Like I, I really felt ministered to, and I was able to kind of like pick up still, but he saw me struggling to cut a cinnamon roll, bro. <laughs> like, no, for reals though. Like, like, so that's the thing. Like, I, I, I had like two forks and a, and a knife and I couldn't figure out what. That's the thing, bro. Is, was wow. there, there was, there was genuinely something happening though to such a degree that it was affecting his motor skills. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't just like, oh, like I feel anxious. It wasn't right. like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like like I I was literally worried about him because I was looking at him and I was like, dude, like his his mind was fried, bro. Like he was struggling with like basic stuff. Yeah. And I hope you don't mind me. No, you know, please, yeah. Please. So so there was things like that. Like I was sitting I was standing across from him and I remember seeing him like it was like he was like he had to try to figure out if the if the fork is for the cutting or if the knife is for the, he was just like he was like like lost with <laughs> wow. it and, and, I, and, I, and, wow. I, and I remember and i remember looking at him and i remember just like in that moment i remember praying dude i remember i was like you know what lord like this is oddly enough this is nothing new because i mm-hmm. came from golden springs right mm-hmm. and like um i remember years back too also i sat at a men's conference and david rosales got up and he was speaking at this conference and he got stuck on repeat like he repeated like the same paragraph like eight times and people eventually somebody started coming on the stage or whatever and he he, like they had to just end him and 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 pray and it was very i was like dude what happened and i thought he lost his mind and then come to find later he was back like teaching he was solid and i remember the first time Rawl had like uh like a seizure Mm -hmm. you know it was like what's gonna happen and 
you know, he, he learned to work through those things. And mm -hmm. so th this was nothing too. Plus I had had a meltdown when I was about a fifth year apprentice in, in uh, construction. I actually called Miner about it mm -hmm. and had a long conversation because I was with him back in the day when he had like a meltdown. Um, really bad dude and i drove him i'll never forget dude. I, I like i had to drive his car for him mm -hmm. and uh so god had taught me a little bit about this stuff my wife deals with anxiety but this was different than just anxiety like anxiousness this was like a full-blown like episode really mm -hmm. and um and so you could imagine where that took him with the calling even like what's going on dude and i had all these things in my head of like dude I'm not here to teach like I'm just here to help like uh, like I was going through coming out of a season in my life where I felt a bit aimless myself like there was no there was nothing that had happened in my life other than circumstances had felt like it removed me from what I once was and what I once was came with a lot of talk to me about what God's going to do in my life and what God's calling me to do and you know about my calling and there was a lot of that on me so when i felt like i was losing some of that stuff i remember feeling like i was failing god in some way and so i, I was in this weird place and but god really did something through that in my life too because when you when you're trying to teach because you, you want to use your gift that's a that's a want and i'm not saying it's a bad want but it's it's coming from you but when you're lifting up somebody else right because of your care for them it's completely different mm -hmm. dude like all of a sudden it didn't matter like if somebody felt like oh well have you prayed about tea i knew i needed to step in in that moment mm -hmm. i knew beyond a shadow of a doubt i needed to do that and i also god was very clear to me as i put the study together too which was very seamlessly more than normally the way I was able to put a study together and for God's voice to be so clear in me as to what I am doing in this moment and what I'm not doing in this moment. So there was no element of like getting it twisted with what I was doing and what God wanted me to do and why I was teaching there and, and what my purpose was and who the pastor is here and all of those things. God was very clear with me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I knew that it would just be a road of, and I didn't know how long it would last a road of, of encouragement and yeah. assistance. It also know? too, just, and this is us being a little transparent with what this ministry has been turning into at Redeemed Church Fellowship. It, it kind of really solidified Mikey's like role here in a, in a sense, because he, he just came on maybe in like February, I think as like officially like, okay, this is my home attending, church. Yeah, attending yeah, officially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and then there is just, you know, like I, specifically told him hey you know i i think it's good like we're gonna try to let you just sit you know and he's like for sure 100 percent." and he was had been here for a few months and then uh all of a sudden it just felt like okay bro like you're not sitting tonight <laughs> like i need like yeah. like please don't sit tonight yeah like uh like and so that the lord kind of started to, to just really over time just been giving us the same mind and it's been really cool to do that and and to kind of share i, I kind of want to share on what i was struggling with when it came to that day so the next day he taught that night and then on thursday i was at work so this kind of uh i'll call it an episode i i feel like it was a chemical imbalance in my mind it didn't really reset for like a good four days. Like mm. I think on day five, I started to feel like myself again. And day six, it was, I was okay. Um, but 
So from like Tuesday night to about Friday, I really felt like it was it was taking some time for this to wear off. And on Thursday after he taught, I was still really anxious and still kind of wondering, okay, I was scared that it wasn't going to stop. I was scared that I might have done something just by overworking that my brain was now permanently going to be in this state and then have like episode after episode uh, that would kind of heighten the sensation. Wow. And so I got on my knees at work and I, I remember I was like, Lord, I know that if you want me to take a step back from the pulpit, I'll still follow you. And, and that was for the first time I could see it. Like, cause I say that in my heart before I've said that in my heart before, like, Lord, this is your church. This is your ministry. You don't do what you want with it. But now I saw the reality of, oh okay like maybe the lord is calling me out you know mm -hmm. and not that he's calling me uh to something of less status but maybe he's just calling me to something different and i really had to put it on the altar and that same few days all of a sudden uh pastor wade hit me up randomly asking me for if i could uh help out with israel and but then i start sharing with him like bro like I'm going through it right now. And then he just encourages me. Mm -hmm. Wade's great. Yeah, dude. Just Wade. for sure. Some yeah. of the words that I felt like the Lord just like gave him, I was like, whoa, like, okay. like specific things for me in that moment. And then uh, someone wants to bless the ministry. They call me that I haven't talked to this guy in forever. And he's like, hey, God's really put you and your ministry on my heart. It has no idea what I'm going through. And, uh, I just, I've been blessed financially. He's like, and, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with like this little gift that God's given me and you just keep coming up. This is all within the same like two days that I'm thinking I need to stop pastoring. Wow. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, like, and, and then sure enough, like started to reset. And a few things that I, I took away was number one, honor the Sabbath for sure <laughs> like that 10 commandment I like it. that, that it, it's it's so important to make sure that you're Time getting off. your your rest with yeah. the lord you know um uh secondly uh being open with people um being open when they're going through struggles because i when i was going through struggles i saw like man people came alongside and helped i didn't even <clears throat> man i was just so blessed mm -hmm. and lastly I'll, I'll i'll say that um it helped me to be more compassionate with people who have uh, just something going wrong in the brain, mm. in their mind, their, men their mental state, whether they view the world a different way or whether they struggle with anxiety. I used to tell my wife because she went during nursing school was struggling with anxiety and she would have, uh, she had one anxiety attack that was kind of bad. And I remember I used to just tell her, Hey, like, you just got to do breathing exercises. Like what? It's all in your head. Yeah, She's like, dude. I know that's the problem. <laughs> so I just, I had uh, a very small sense of uh, empathy, I think. And so the Lord showed me like, mm. Hey, like this is a real deal. Yeah. So kind of crazy. And it, um, all of that to say that, um, man, this, what God is doing. And I, I know he's going to continue. He uses these trials in our life. And yeah, you know, one, one, of the, one of the things that I think brought that out is, you know, so there's the things you're prepared for, right? Like mm -hmm. you go in, you have pastor friends, you're going to marriage, you go into parenthood. Maybe you've, 
you know, sat and hear, heard Steve West talk about parenting or mm. children's ministry, people saying, hey, it's what's important, what's not. But the one thing, as you walk with the Lord into marriage and into fatherhood, there's nothing that can prepare you for what God has to do with you and deal with you in that. You know, you doesn't, I don't, that's why I'm not even big on like, oh, this, the five whatever steps in marriage or, you know, because it's like, there was, I knew everything, bro, textbook. I knew, I counseled people, like, there was nothing that could save us when we were going through it. Mm -hmm. Except being on our knees and saying to mm -hmm. God, we know, not saying, we know we need to do this, we know mm -hmm. we need to do that, saying, we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. We don't know what to do, God. Like, we need your help, you know, like, we because my wife and I never we never went to vices bro like our marriage like we stayed the course but boy did we go through it dude like go through things you know and that's the that's the likeness dude when I see my brothers we have a really good relationship with a guy named Angel who's the pastor at uh, a small Calvary in City Terrace right yeah I know Angel you know Angel yeah, yeah. so he's a cool really, he's a really good friend of ours bro like right that's on, part yeah. of our fellowship like yeah, so He's our brother. Love, huh? Yeah, oh, mm -hmm. big time, bro. I love that guy, dude. He gives you a hug and, like, he means it. Oh, you know, some sure. people just give you a hug. Hey, what's up, bro? Nah, this guy, like, mm -hmm. I love you, bro. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Shout and out, Angel, dude. Yeah, we love Angel's, you, bro. Angel's yeah. a great guy, bro. So, and he's a big part of uh, our ministry here, believe it or not, dude. Um, in association, we do stuff together with them. They do stuff with us. And he's become a really, really tight brother. And Sunday, um, Angel and his wife were over at Sal's house. And. You know, there's that fellowship there and very transparent conversations and stuff. One of the things witnessing in our relationship with Angel is, you know, to watch him be refined to the fire, mm. you know, and, and how this is a godly man, dude, who who, who, who hangs on to the Lord and his, has nothing to hide, bro, but the refiner's fire, dude, like taking him through it, the trials. And you know, we have another good friend of ours, Caesar, um, and just the, the transparency he's had and the things that he's got to deal with and you know, I, I just want to touch a bit, you know, Adam, on, I know, I know inevitably that your, that your life hasn't been easy, right? Your marriage hasn't been just easy and being a dad, like so quickly, you're a dad of two and, you know, you're a real estate guy. And so, you know, the hustle is a big part of, of your job title. You mm. belong to nonstop, right? And that, yeah. that's the hustle is like, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, you know? And I know that, I know Minor, I know Minor runs uh, at, a, at a fast pace. Like everything is very like, we, we stay on it. We don't stop, you yeah. know, nonstop, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so can you talk a little bit about, you know, mm. some of the difficulties that you faced in being a husband, a worker, you balance this, balancing your life is not easy you're you're a father of two quickly right you're mm -hmm. you're a man who understands what you want on the big picture as far as homes and stuff like that and what you don't have right you're a man who's um had to probably say no learn to say no to certain ministries and then deal with the 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 the, the fast pace of high business it's not just like oh, i have a chill job or a freaking you know right can you talk a little bit about some of the the things that you go through like that yeah absolutely you know what it's just crazy that you bring up that question because um i wanted to touch base on what you were mm. talking about too about um you know it's okay i every, someone just told me this too it's okay to let people know that you're not okay mm. you know and uh I've been going through a season mm. just as you're describing, bro. It's mm. crazy how like now the Lord is clicking in my mind. Like, see, that's why you went through that. Mm. Look, now, you know, God's opened up the door to share here. But 
it, it's been an intense season, bro. Mm-hmm. You know how like I, I began the, the the podcast by sharing um, to know the state of your flock. Mm-hmm. You know, ministry business was going, ministry is going. Hey, can you serve here? Can you teach here? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Hey, babe, I'm gonna go. Serve. I'm gonna go. Do, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. do this. And then she's like, dude, well, what the heck? Like, I'm here with the two boys. Like, you need to figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then the Lord is really showing me like, hey, look, you really need to know the state of your flock. You need to know the state of your household, you mm-hmm. know, because if your house isn't right, how are you going to go about and teach of a godly house, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to go about and teach and minister if, if this is an issue here, right? Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of learning, you know, and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I think I'll never stop, but... um the Lord is really just showing me like you, you guys need to obviously communication is key. So, you know, me and my wife, not every day you jump out of bed, like, all right, we're married. Yeah. This is the best. It's like, dude, it's like, not for me at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, for me, it's sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like, dude, how are we going to get through this day? You mm-hmm. know, but, um, the Lord is faithful through it all, you know, and, uh, it's been tough, bro. Like mm-hmm. having, um, you know, I've been working a lot and she, you know, now she's staying home with the boys. That's mm-hmm. her heart to raise the boys or put them in some kind of a Christian school where she's able to be there with them. And like, we're figuring those things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really wants to be the one like teaching her children, ministering her children. And I have no uh, issues with that. I'm on the same page, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, but when it came to things like, man, maybe I should scale back from serving in this area in ministry so I can really focus on the home and be there with my wife and helping her with the babies because it's not easy. You know, mm. it's not easy. You know, bro, mm. like these kiddos, man, they like, they take so much out of I you. I mean, I just have one, bro. And yeah. I, I know it's a lot. Yeah, know? dude, because you go and you're, you're spending, you know, you go to work and then you come home, the kids are there, some are crying, the other one's not, and she's just like, dude, I like, need help. And, mm. and you be there for her, you know, mm. and you help her. And when you're there and you're home, but sometimes it's like, well, do you have to go to work today? Like, I need you here. Hmm. And I'm like, well, if I don't go to work, we're going to. We're not going to make we're it. We're not going to even live here. We're going to be in a cardboard box by the yeah. 210, you know? <laughs> you, you know, it's so crazy, Adam. I'm, I'm, you know, my wife's an introvert, bro. And um, I'm, I'm a I'm a social, like, I do all right, you know, like, mm-hmm. with people, happy to see you, small talk. Like, mm-hmm. I can wear a smile, you know? I could, like, hey, it's good, you know? But it's so crazy, the dynamic of marriage, you know, and then. God had to teach me a great deal about the difference between leading and dragging people. He, mm-hmm. he hears me mm-hmm. say that a lot, you know, but in the name of leading my family, I was dragging them. And you think in your mind of that illustration, the difference between a person who is being led versus the person who's being dragged, you know, right. dragging is a form of torture in the West, you know, in the right. old Western days, you know, and or the Roman days even, you know, so you know, in the name of leading, you sometimes look back at what God gave to you and you recognize you're dragging them, you know? And with my wife being an introvert and being a godly woman who's not just coming at me all crazy and just giving me attitude, I could see, I could feel her. I would come home, I'd see the disappointment. Just feel the disappointment, feel the the depression on her for holding a baby and like cooking and like looking at me hey like like not happy to see me bro and mm-hmm. and i wish i could say like oh and i saw it and i would all i, I try to fix right because that's my way like i'm a fixer like oh like hey what do you need and what do you and, but that's not the way it works like right i couldn't fix this dude and it increased and it increased and i one of my flaws my tendencies that god's ha- really you know refined a lot out of my life but still to this day he he's working on it and teaching me it 
is always head into the story with a lesson. In other words, like starting to get tough and I'll be like, you know what? God's doing this because he's going to do this. He's going to do that. Right. And I started heading into the story with a lesson in my mind. But let me tell you something, dude, like you don't get the lesson walking into a story. And so many times we end up making a bigger mess of stuff when we start speaking ahead of ourselves, telling our oh, God's going to do that. You're going to see, you know, and in reality, I just need to stop and stop, like stop trying to, oh, and God's going to do that. I'm going to fix it. And like, and mm. stop, bro. And just, and just love my wife, dude. And not even always with the compliments. Oh, you look beautiful today. Oh, I like that dressing. That stuff's important too, bro. But I, this has been a, a thing that God's really shown me is, you know, allow your wife to be on your mind bro mm -hmm. on your mind because the bible says that you know like you look at the character of christ dude when he looked at the children of israel and he longed for them and he saw the state of their they were on his mind it wasn't it wasn't just prayer it was that they were they he they meant a lot to him mm -hmm. and when you're growing in the lord and you're falling in love with the lord one of the things that you come to realize is that how much the lord you're the apple of his eye Right. Mm -hmm. And how much it's easy to drift away from that in our marriages that you stop and you realize that the days of the week, the, the hours of the day, they're spent on what you need to do and what I need to accomplish and what my wife needs me to do and what my kids need. But rarely, you know, I found myself I'm, I don't I don't like projecting onto people, but rarely I found myself as I was driving, just thinking about my wife and her smile or her face or the way she makes me laugh or that was all dried up, mm -hmm. you know, like my responsibilities, my, and the Lord started really speaking to me about this stuff. And because everything I tried to do to fix wasn't, wasn't working. And so little by little, it wasn't me trying to fix. It was me making adjustments. And not saying, see, I'm adjusting. Let's try this. Not even saying that stuff. Just making the adjustment. Not even saying anything to her about mm. it. Just making the adjustment. Like uh, knowing in my heart that on this day, today, throughout the day, I'm going to be thinking about my wife. Mm -hmm. Not like I'm going to set aside the time to pray. Just literally letting my wife be on my mind. Thinking about her, dude. Loving her. And one of the things I recently have shared with him and with Angel is, you know, pay attention, dude. Pay attention to your wife. Like if you even... If you notice that when she wears that T-shirt of yours or something, you like the way she looks or, man, she looks really pretty when she has her hair like that or I like the way it looks when she has her hair, you know, down or wet or whatever, up, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you notice it, not just, oh, you look pretty like that, but pay attention. Like, don't you realize that a wife can sense that she's wanted? That's the way Satan uses, you know, infidelity because a person feels wanted, mm. feels desired, desirable, right? A husband, he's calculating these, oh, you look pretty today. Oh, I like that dress on you. He's calculating all this stuff, but rarely is is he is he seeing her? Is he, you know, is he looking, noticing? And even if he doesn't say anything, your wife turns around and catches that you're looking at her and you have a smile on your face, you know, and you don't say nothing about it. And that feeds because people, women particularly, need, need to be wanted you know mm -hmm. and that's how Satan comes and tries to sneak in as well as men who need to be respected right like and that's mm -hmm. the that's but that's not for us to talk about because that's their handbook mm -hmm. like our handbook is what we need to be right and God had to teach me this stuff bro I couldn't learn this somewhere I couldn't like 
people are like, hey, are you praying together? I knew those things, dude. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's pray together. Let's read together. Let compliment your wife, you know, send her a message. Oh, hey, I love you. Or, I was trying, bro, but it was all like manufactured mm-hmm. and she right. wasn't buying it, you know, right. like she was sinking, you know. Yeah. And um, coming to a place, bro, where God had to remove me, you know, from the rapid race of a lot of things I was trying to do. I came here, simple little church, bro. This is a little church, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, came here and just sitting. And my wife wasn't even coming to church here when I first started coming, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't, after COVID and all the things, she was just like, the baby wasn't used to it. We weren't used to putting her in. And she grew up, you know, she turned three. COVID was still around, you know, like yeah. she was just. So my wife had all the excuses in her mind of like, what? like, no, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to go, or I, you know. And so I was coming by myself. And I was feeling like, I, bro- Lord, I failed somewhere. Hmm. But the one thing that was in my heart is that I'm never going to give up on my wife. I love my wife, and I love the Lord. And if I, it, I will not even defend if somebody would say, oh, well, that disqualified. Well, look, I accept that. Maybe I am disqualified then. I was no longer running from, oh, no, don't tell me that I'm not. You know, just don't say I'm not. I, that was, I gave that up. Hmm. I gave that up, and I just said, Lord, I still love you with all my heart and I'm praying for my wife and dude, it was so crazy, bro. Like here, you know, I'll never forget, dude. Like I never was, I never was like, Hey, do you want to go? Hey, do you want to go? I let her dude. And one day she was like, Hey, she was like, what time do you guys go? What time is, you know, Wednesday night? Just told her. And then she just came, you know, she just came and then, we talked i said hey like i even i didn't try to capitalize on it. I was like hey it was cool i enjoyed that you know or whatever she didn't come the next week and then she asked like hey do they have you know or how do you feel about coming when you get out of work and we'll ride together like bro like i couldn't i could have cried bro because I, I like there was nothing i could do to figure out what needed to change mm. If God would have told me to change something, I would have changed it, bro. Mm. I would have, like, let's do it. Like, give me the recipe. I'm down. It doesn't matter if it's run 10 miles every morning. Like, let's go. Like, if that's what it is, let's do it. Mm -hmm. There was nothing, bro. There was, there was, it turns out that what was needed, Adam, what was needed is the heart of that tax collector who went before the Lord Mm. with the, when the Pharisee went before the Lord and the Pharisee said, I thank you that I'm not like him, you know, and then he said, I'm nothing. Like, I just, I'm nobody. I just need your mercy. Like I had to get taken to that place. Not like oh, my answer is what I know. I'll read the book. I know I'll talk to Dave. Like he'll fix it. Well, you know, there was nothing, dude. There was nothing I could do to make things right. So I share this with you, bro. Hopefully, I'm sorry, guys. Like sometimes I take the conversation no, on in my good. own life no, or whatever. Good. But I share this with you because, like, I want to be transparent about my marriage where i'm at like what god's teaching me and what god's restored unto me and what because i feel like one of the other attacks that satan has in people's lives is they feel like they're the only one Mm -hmm. like they feel like dude am i doing am i doing something wrong here like i know better like i'm god's man like my wife loves the lord like what's going on here dude like and we start again heading in with the conclusions like, oh, you know, God's, I know what it is. He's trying to, you know, we, but we don't, we don't. And God doesn't want that pharisaic heart, dude. He wants, he wants that guy who says, I don't know. I don't know what to do, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I need your help. Like, I need your help. Like, this wasn't the plan. 
We were supposed to be in the house. Like, we were supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like, it was supposed to be good. I was supposed to, you know, maybe I'll start a church by this time, and you'll be there, you know, and you'll help out with children because you have the experience with, you know, handicapped kids, and my wife had that heart, and I'm telling everybody this story, bro. And it's not the story, dude. Hmm. You know, the story's like, like, man, I don't know, Lord. I don't know what to do. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love you, though, and I, I need your help. And... God brought friends along the way, dude. Like, you know, he orchestrated things so that I didn't go insane. Like, you know, my relationship with my nephew who's doing sound right now, like that saved me in, I didn't have to leave my wife to go do something that made me at least feel sane. We would go to her family's house. We would hang out with her family. And there, there was this young kid I known since he was nine years old. And, I'm just hanging out with him and he's growing into this young man. He's like, Hey, like, check out this music. And I'm there at her family's house with her family, spending time, all of us together. And, and we're getting to make music together. And so there's things that God did along the way in sustaining my relationship with Sal, the fellowship there, the relationship built with angel, this podcast, the conversations, long conversations, which you need. Sometimes mm -hmm. you could, bro, you know what it's like the routines of ministry. Like we come in, we say, good morning. We go here. Then we go there. Then we do this and we sit and we listen. Mm -hmm. we do. But sometimes you need the long conversation to start to get transparent about, yeah, dude, to be real with you, pray for us for this, you know, or mm -hmm. for that, you know? And I just want you to know, Adam, like, this is not like this, like, that's why I love podcasts. I don't care if this if we find out this wasn't getting recorded mm -hmm. and the sound isn't in or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a bummer. It's actually yeah. happened to us before. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't care about that because to me the conversation is more important than than the recording and production of a podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I want you to know, bro, like if the enemy ever attacks you in those ways, like the, we're in the same boat, dude. Like him yeah. too, dude. Like Angel the other day was so relieved to find out that Sal and you know that they that's how they said they argue or they fight because they're going they go through that and he's like dude is this am i doing something wrong you know and you know a big part of what we what we do at this table in this conversation is just be transparent and real yeah. you know about what we're learning what god's teaching us you know so yeah uh, i'm excited about this time in your life where it isn't an abundance of like oh I, well recently i took over this and i took over that like hey that's cool i'm excited about that kind of stuff and hearing that stuff from people mm -hmm. but i'm actually more excited about the character of a man being mm -hmm. built mm -hmm. by the hand of god in the circumstance that god brought him to you know yeah. and, and the in the trials and the fire of refinement you know yeah and, and, go ahead no no just to segue back into and you could share what, what you want to say but um because you mentioned knowing the state of your flock and the last time i spoke with you i remember asking you what hey like are you involved in like a particular ministry is there a ministry that you are involved with and you were praying about getting involved in the children's ministry so kind of just i'm just curious like are, are you involved particularly in a one ministry and what exactly is it when you're sh when you're saying to us to know the state of your flock like what's got to show you like that you would that's on your heart right now yeah well Right now, God is showing me, like he mentioned it too, like it's building that character, mm. you know, um, the state of the flock would be my household, mm -hmm. right? And, and I then, caught that. Yeah, ministry mm -hmm. wise, um, I still serve in ministry. Right now I'm serving uh, on the phones at the front desk, you know, answering the phones, sure. you know, on behalf of the church and getting prayer requests sure. and just giving information, whatever have you. And it's cool, you know, yeah. I'm enjoying it. it it's something... Um, I, I actually enjoy it. You sure. know, it's chill. You get to see people walk back and forth, Absolutely. answer phone calls. Well. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And, um, 
So I'm doing that. Um, I was serving in the junior high ministry, as you mentioned before. And then uh, my wife and I ended up stepping down from that because during that time, it, it was we're transitioning back into having all the classrooms open. So during that time, all classrooms, classrooms weren't open. Mm-hmm. And so we're bringing our, our one-year-old up there to the junior high. Mm-hmm. And we felt like we couldn't minister to the kids as well because we're taking care of our little sure. one. And then it was to, a season that passed. You yeah. Realized it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, so we were uh, actually doing a discipleship. We finished the discipleship. And that's when we let the overseer know, hey, you know what? We're going to take a step back. And that's beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. We're going to see what the Lord is going to do. And, and that's when... Um, they needed help in the children's ministry. So maybe then we're thinking maybe the Lord is calling us to go into the children's ministry. Mm. And that's what I was sharing with you. I think yeah. we might serve there. Um, but then, you know what? I didn't want to like just hop in and out, hop in sure, and out. And sure. I told Steve, I'm like, look, I'm, if I go in here, I'm going to be here for a while. Sure, sure. I don't want to just hop in and out, hop in and yeah. out. And of course, if you need me, let me know. I'm, I'll jump in. Mm, but sure, like, sure. I don't want to be like. Because your family there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I let, um, you know, you know, the overseer know there too. And. And the Lord didn't really have it. He didn't really put that burning in my heart. This mm-hmm. is where I need you to mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. right? Um, I felt like it was just me on my own wanting to fulfill a need I saw, yeah. right? Rather than a calling to drawn to the, the ministry. So I was just being patient. I was waiting. And that, that very same day, actually, um, um, when I decided to step down from junior high, then Pastor Jesse walks up to me. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, Adam, are you busy right now? Mm-hmm. It was a Wednesday night. And I was like, no. He's like, oh, can you go up there and pray for people? You know, after the service, nice. you know, so then I started doing blessing. that. That's yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, okay, Lord, like one door mm-hmm. closed and another door open. And I was like, okay. that's not something just so if people listening, that's not something there's people to describe it to you. Uh, Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs at the end of service, they have pastors at the front of Available. the, yeah, to, if anyone needs to pray, you can go up to pray. And that's not something that you can just volunteer yourself. Like, Hey, I want to go up there and pray. And pray for <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. to a point, you know, and, and that, it was a reassuring of my calling, you uh-huh, know? Right. And I was just like, man, Lord, like, and I was the only person who was an ordained pastor that was standing up there at mm-hmm. the time. And I was like, man, Lord, like, this is kind of a, bl- this is a blessing. Yeah. Like, wow. So then I'm there, I, I got to, you know, do that. And I'm still serving on the phones. And then right now, um, oh, serving in Bible college as well, mm-hmm. uh, doing a, teaching there and then i was supposed to take on uh this is why i'm sharing this story i was supposed to take on a full semester this semester actually at the bible college and uh you know just really preparing i was going to teach and then my household needed work though you know Mm. i didn't feel right for me just leaving because as you know it's just not the two-hour class that you're teaching but it's all those hours that get prepared for the study absolutely and the the conviction if you don't like yeah yeah, exactly so then there's moments in time where i have these different like speaking opportunities and teaching opportunities um i went just to sidetrack i once taught uh at the junior high retreat uh, or the conference and i was like babe i need you to be gone all day you know i need to focus and and prepare this Mm. study you know She's okay. She like she held it down. Mm. She went to her mom's. They hung out. They, wow. You know, but I'm like, how can I ask her to do this every week? This right. is gonna be tough, you know. Yeah. And it's like we need that time to really just sit at the Lord's feet, mm. and I need to be fully ingrained in His Word. Mm. You know, typing my notes and just researching, reading, studying. And I, you know, when I'm doing those things, and I have my son coming up, my other son like crawling on my feet, mm. and then my wife like talking to me, and like, oh hey, did you see this? Did you see? That? I'm like, babe, I can't. Our house is so mm-hmm. small, so it's not like. I can be in an office space, you know, mm-hmm. it's just open. So 
and, and at the time too, like how you said, like you guys have arguments, right? Like I never have an argument with my wife. Mm. I'm just kidding. No, we <laughs> no, always, I was yeah. kind of like, obviously, right? We, they were, nobody's perfect. No mm. marriage mm. is perfect. And if you never argue with the wife, are you even married? Mm. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? So, yeah. So there, then the argument started to flare up, you know, mm. more often than not. And it's usually revolving around the kids, you know, and it's revolving around like her like, being in this alone, her being in this alone, even though like we both are really just making it work, parenting one another and lack of sleep on both ends. But, you know, you really you, you honor her, your wife as a weaker vessel and stuff like you. Not that that secondary her or anything by any means. You, but you want to be more sensitive to her needs because maybe you can take these things and like how you said about you're dragging them to go do these things with, as you guys know, mm -hmm. like with the, the career, the nonstop um, going into that, like I, I'm moving at a fast pace all the time. So I'm like, I'm always go. And then when I got married, I'm like, this is the pace we're running at. Let's go. Like, keep up you know and i'm calling him meanwhile yo what's yeah. up with my house bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, are we still in escrow bro what's going on the inspection's already done bro uh, when do we close <laughs> no but um so then like and then at the time too like the lord is showing me look like yeah you may be going here but she's not and you need to respect that and mm. be sensitive and extend that grace to her too and then you guys need to work together so you guys run at a pace that is on par right sure. so that's what the lord was showing me and that's what I mean by knowing the state of your flock. So me having to like, I'm already on the bulletin board, like mm -hmm. letting people know, hey, look, I'm teaching this semester. Like I'm on the, the pamphlet, the brochure. I'm going to sign up for the class. My name's there. The class is there. And I have to call Dave, you know, and the, the Bible called staff. Hey, look, I'm there's no I way I back. can teach. Yeah. I got to back out. Like, I'm sorry. That's tough. And it was humiliating, you know, say, like that, what kind of kind of person does that? Like, you know, like mm -hmm. if you said you're going to do it, you go mm -hmm. do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, Dave, this is where we're at. Like where there's arguments flaring up and this and got into details. Right. And he get some godly counsel. And then um, I got to share with, you know, minor minor knows my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a spiritual father to me and mm -hmm. many uh, titles <laughs> to him, you know. But um, but yeah, so and he was counseling me. And then I talked to Dave and I'm like, look, I got to talk to you, Dave. And this is what's going on. And I just do not feel right for me to go leave my household and leave my wife not necessarily I'm leaving, but spending yeah, yeah. my, my mind and my efforts into teaching while mm -hmm. this is like needs work. You know, I think it'd be better for m myself and my marriage if I just, okay, take a step back and then focus on my marriage mm -hmm. and, and allow us to just grow in that, you know, you, I respect you, you that. know, there's something yeah. that there's an illustration that I saw earlier and what's something you were saying that I really uh, want to share with you. So you talked about this difficult um, decision to step, away from the junior high right mm -hmm. in that moment you said the same day you came down and pastor jesse was like hey can you go up and pray mm -hmm. and one of the things that i think um whether it's from our own minds or in the weakness of us naturally or whether it's the enemy attacking us i don't know but i know that one of the things that often happens is when the Lord is orchestrating our life, it's always towards, not away, not backwards, mm -hmm. right? And when you go and you say, I'm going to stop doing something, your nature tells you you're, you're, you're removed, right? And the Lord has to teach us that a time of silence is the louder voice of God sometimes mm. 
than the time of noise. So you're getting more in less, not less in less, right? Mm. And so here you have this illustration that God gives you. You step away from junior high and where it feels like you're leaving what you once were. The Lord is reminding you that the call is never removed. The call of God's irrevocable. When you start, when you transition from pastoring being what you're doing to pastoring being who you are, you can never be removed mm. because you can never stop being who he made you to be. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you against the thoughts of that can come from your own flesh or be brought upon you by the enemy or specifically sometimes brought upon by immature Christians that in the season of the quietness with the voice of God, you are not being removed, right? You, you are being progressed. Mm. It just doesn't feel like that when you're sitting there thinking about what you thought you were supposed to be, mm. what you thought you were going to be. But when God takes a man's life, he has to cut away everything that the man built himself so that he may continue to build the one thing amidst all that that he was building all along. And I've learned that the hard way, bro, because I let go slowly. Like somebody has to be mean to me and be like, no, you're done. Mm. Because I never give up on people. I never give up on things I said I was going to do. I it's in my nature, you know, to be like, oh, I don't quit. I'll keep going. Like whatever. If it costs me, it costs me. Like if you're done with me, you know, you're done with me. I'm not done with you. Like mm -hmm. not my wife, you know, like if you're done, that's usually your decision. I'm not done, mm. but I'm doing what I'm doing, whatever it costs me. And the Lord's like, I see your heart, son. I made you this way, but I will remove you. Mm. I will remove you to bring you to the place where you need to hear my voice. This is not falling backwards. This is, this is shifting to the next chapter, mm. you know, cause a loyal dog never leaves his owner's side. You know, to and, and, and take joy in this season of, of, of the phones because you're still in the family. Like, there's a beautiful thing when you you're, when your pastor walks by in front of you and you say good morning to him and he sees your face. And, oh, good morning. Hey, what's mm -hmm. up? You know, and you're in the family, bro. You're mm -hmm. in the family there. And, you, you know, your relationship with, with Jesse before he passed away is the, the, the relationship that you have. Your family is like an uncle or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, hey, can you do? Oh, of course, you know, or hey, we're low on somebody today, man. You think you could come and just help out? Of course, you know, your your family. Mm -hmm. But if you don't learn the lesson that to be still is Christ-like too, then sometimes he you even got to be removed a little bit from the family because you're not you're st you're stubborn. You're stiff-necked, you know, and you don't realize that to applaud what God is doing in other people's lives is godliness too. You know, so often we're such a selfish culture that the, the only voice of God is what God's doing through me. That's the mm. only time. That's the only time that God's really doing something. Mm. And God's had to teach me to come, dude, and to sit under what you used to be one of my former students, and to sit, and not just sit like like an old wizard to mm -hmm. sit like a student who needs to learn mm -hmm. right and to observe and to celebrate what god's doing what god's doing in, because we're obsessed with what god's doing through me only 
but mm. to celebrate what God's doing, what God's doing in a man's life, what God's doing in people's hearts, what God's doing in my marriage, what God's doing in my wife, what God's doing in refining me, humbling me, teaching me what I'm not, you know, not instead of me focusing on using what I am, you know. And so I encourage you in this time, bro, like, you know, don't, like there's always gonna be immature Christians like, hey, what's going on, dude? You used to do this, you used to do that. What are you doing, dude? Like, bro, mm -hmm. like let me tell you something, dude. Jesus would separate himself so that he can go and sit, bro. Mm. That's Jesus, bro. Like, the man is refined because he's in the potter's hands, not because of what he's doing. Mm. Like you, you just maintain being in the potter's hands. You, you never let your love for Jesus slip away. You never mm -hmm. let you know, your adoration for your wife and for the things that God gave you slip away. When those things are slipping away, that's where you're messing up. Mm -hmm. But it don't matter if a hundred people are like, hey, dude, I don't know. I always saw like you were going to take that over, bro, or you were going to go and do that. You know, that's mm -hmm. kind of what I saw for you, you know, and right now just, hey, just let you know, bro, I'm praying for you, you know, I'm soon enough, you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, dude, don't, don't see this season as like some sort of failure, miss. You know, the, the saddest thing that could have happened is whatever God's teaching you right now, molding you with your wife, if th if she would have just been too tough, that would have been sadder, bro. Mm -hmm. It would have been a sadder story if she was too tough. She didn't tell you. She didn't say how she felt. She didn't talk about what she was going through, and she mm -hmm. stuck it through. And all of a sudden, what? Adam doesn't learn what he's learning right now. She doesn't get wound, wounds bound up, dude, and fixed. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have those things fixed. So what happens now? You got a congregation in front of you, and she's carrying things you don't even know. Why? Because she's smiling in your face saying, oh, good job, you know, and sucking mm -hmm. it all up. It's wow. better in this season, bro. It's better in this season to, to go. That's a, you're, listen, you're not the senior pastor of that church. Mm -hmm. And guess what, dude? Calvary Chapel Golden Springs has a senior pastor mm -hmm. and very loyal servants and very loyal people there and very gifted, anointed, talented, spiritual men. Mm-hmm. Praise God that you're in a season that those people are not just going without while well, Adam can learn what God wants him to learn because mm -hmm. they have God's people there, right? And that was my thing too. Like I had to, you stand on the sidelines, that's hard, bro. If you're a sports person, to stand on the sidelines is hard, dude. Mm -hmm. But the refining is more important, dude, Yeah, to be who God made you to be, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. So I'm excited. But I, yeah. I'm happy for you, dude, that, that God's teaching you these things. And I look forward to hopefully sometime that we get to spend that time as just husbands, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. families like get together. And we're, we're by just to let you know, dude, this is, these are things we're praying about when we talk to Angel. I talk to Ivan. Ivan's a very good, close friend of mine, a very mm -hmm. good, close friend of this ministry as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I talk, I pray and talk with Ivan on a weekly basis, uh, like almost like a schedule. Yeah. Ivan Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that guy. So, so, you know, the, we are men who do have callings in our lives, but not to the point where we can't be refined and the people are going without. We're at a point where we can be refined. The people aren't going without. They have solid brothers and leaders, pastors there, mm -hmm. and we need to be molded into what god needs us to be so that we may enter into the season mm -hmm. ahead of us you know worked on by the lord and we need to build that yeah. fellowship with each other where we call each other you know or just say hey how you doing and where we're transparent about 
those things that you think you're going through alone like there's another one yeah. here's another one yeah. there's another one there's another one you know everybody yeah. thinks they're the one that's going through yeah it, you know? it's interesting you say that too because that's how it felt you know i'm like mm. dude this is not right who else is going through this you know i'm like call lauren call wade like talk to them mm. like oh, and then dude, they're I'm, the super couple too right so yeah, you feel like, yeah. like dude, so how do they do it you know they got three little ones too and it's like you know and then um you know, it is reaching out. It is having that integrity and reaching out and again, letting people know, uh, you know, there's a point in time where it's okay to say you're not okay. Yeah. Like, dude, this is where I'm at. This is what's going through my mind. Sometimes it, it takes that, that uh, vocalizing it to get those thoughts out of your head and allow you to say it so you can hear it yourself, mm -hmm. you know? And um, there's times that that's needed, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, to reach out and, and, you know, and be able to share that with them and they could see where you're at. And it builds that, again, integrity. You're not just, doing things and it's like i don't know i'm very accountable to like you know those around me and to dave to mm, minor that's and, good you know that's good you now uh, i was reminded last night i got to teach in second corinthians chapter 12 and it hit me hard because i felt like and I, I was sharing this last night that i felt like this message was really pinpointing issues that the lord is like really putting in front of my face that's the that's a portion of boasting in my infirmity not in my right you know, like right talking about what i'm not basically paul's talking so about. so yeah, yeah uh, i'll say that paul when he goes to the lord and asks him three times to remove mm -hmm. this thorn in the flesh from himself um, god doesn't give him what he asked for and then right before that he talks about if there's anything I could boast in, if I was in the flesh, if I was like these fools, I could boast about the amazing visions that God has given me. I was caught up to the third heavens. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many different things, and there were so many things in Paul's life that he could have boasted about. Mm -hmm. But what he decided to boast in were the things that he was weak in. Mm. And it's like, mm -hmm. what is that weakness in my life? What is it that you're dealing with, that I'm dealing with? And am I okay if the Lord doesn't fix it the way I want him to fix it. Mm. Am I okay with surrendering and saying, Lord, you're in control. If he wants to close the doors to this church, if he wants to take away the ability to, to teach a Bible study in front of people, if he, he wants to do those things, can I receive what he said is sufficient for me, which is his grace. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, that that right there was like man and then i i had to think about about what jesus did in the garden of gethsemane he saw the father if there's any way if there's any possible way that you can take this cup from me but not my will but your will be done so he literally laid out the the possibility lord <laughs> if if you can take this and receive it like cool but not my will your will be done mm -hmm. And then we can, he relates to us then, you know? So with, with what you're sharing, I'd be like Mikey was saying, let's be encouraged. And when we, when we find these areas that, man, I can't too imagine what it's like with, with Dave, especially because you know, I have a soft spot. For sure. Spot. We, we all, <laughs> we Dave. all love Dave. Yeah. Like, We're always trying know? to like me personally, like to be put in this place where I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, I, I, it's in my flesh to not disappoint man, right? To not disappoint people who have trained us. And um, 
man to to hear what you went through of like i was on the brochure <laughs> and yeah, come to dude. dave and be like i'm sorry like you know what but yeah. you're not you're not really letting him they're the pencil in you know? someone else scratch your yeah. name on it <laughs> we're not teaching that class oh, it's a thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no but it was it was humiliating and it was yeah. humbling you know but i knew that if i had have gone through with that then it would be a different story told mm. there would be mm. something that's going on something would have flared up uh, the Bible says that sin hidden in secret be shouted mm. from the rooftop, mm. right? If I had not told anybody, hey, this was going on in my home and I need help, I need prayer, and I need you guys to know, you know? And um, had I not done that, bottled it up and, and go out and teach, the teaching would have went, the semester would have went, but my marriage would be failing, mm. I feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really, you know, the Lord was showing me, hey, look, know the state of your flock, know where your wife's at, you know? Are you encouraging her throughout the day? Are, are you guys reading, you know, all the things that we know that we should be doing, but just not because things are getting in the way. Life is getting in the way and things are moving at a fast pace. Um, and I'm finding myself like, man, like it's different season, especially with these kids. Like I can't just, you'd have to wake up super extra early or go to bed super late uh, to just sit there and just read the word of God. For me right now in this season, I'm just like, I've been starting to go to the gym now. So I wake up, go to the gym. I have my phone on and I'm reading the Proverbs. I'm mm. reading my devotionals as I'm on the treadmill, mm. you know, and that's my time with the Lord yeah. for that day sometimes, you know, and just doing stuff that's like practical like that and being able to whatever the Lord showed me as I'm walking mm. with the Lord on the yeah. treadmill, right? Uh, you know, pour into my wife or this is what the Lord showed me mm. or be able to share different yeah. things, you know, and. And the Lord hasn't completely removed me or, or I've removed myself from it. The Bible college, I'm still serving in the Bible college. Mm. You know, I'm handling an online course and mm. they, they really extended grace to me. You know, okay, we get that you can't be here physically on these days, but hey, are you able to take over this course that's online mm. and then be with the students and then, you know, upload videos if you can. Mm. And so I'm doing that now, you know, and that's cool. it's, it's been, it's been cool, man. And the Lord's doing a, a new work in my life and refining. I love the way you put that. That just confirms exactly exactly what's going mm-hmm. on in the season mm-hmm. for myself mm-hmm. it's a time of refining mm-hmm. you know awesome. and he, he's yeah. sharpening me and he's ironing out the kinks mm-hmm. you know obviously that proverb says that you know where it talks about how like when he sees um that that golden pot right mm-hmm. and all the dross is falling away and all the impurities fall off and you see the reflection it's of himself you know mm-hmm. and i think that's what's going on in this season of my life and you know when the next semester does come up if that's what the lord has for me you know i want to be ready and i pray that i am and you know i think it's going to be a neat time but as for right now like i'm really just taking this this time this season this opportunity to really focus on my family mm-hmm. uh you know focus on my marriage and then focus on what god has me doing currently mm-hmm. you know in, in the bible college on the line class and then serving on the phones and just being available for the body you know we have a pastor's conference that's coming up you know i want to be able to serve there and mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting too, because now in this season of my life, before you can just go and do those things, mm-hmm. but now that you're married with kids, absolutely, it's like, babe, look, Schedule. this is coming up. Like, we need to figure out <laughs> the 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 kid situation, where they're going to be at. Are you going to be able to get some help these days? Because I'm going to be like gone these next yeah. three days, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's those things we're figuring out weeks in advance prior to this conference coming up. And I think nobody really talks about those things, mm. you know, but those are practical things that do come up, mm. especially for those leaders serving in the church or anyone serving, you know, that's married as, as kids. Um, I think those things don't get any light shine upon mm. them because the, 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 my wife does hold down the fort, you know, mm. like I'm here now. Right. And I told her like, Hey, Sal asked me to do a podcast. Uh, am I able to do it? What do we got going on? 
And then she's like, yeah, babe, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. I'll do this, 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 and then mm. you can be there, right? Well, we just want to say thank you, Steph, for, for lending. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for yeah, reals, yeah. though, like, because these yeah. are important conversations, but for you, you guys, know? too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, your wife's probably working. Your wife's probably home, right? She's I mean, at home, dude. They're holding yeah. down the fort for yeah. us, you know? And if yeah. we're able to do this, we're able to come together, fellowship, not only that, but able to speak upon the Lord, and then, you know, this will be uploaded. And, absolutely. You know, God be the glory. And and the know? main thing, too, is, like, you know, there are things that are said from your fellow brothers, iron sharpening iron that refine you you know you, you hear things or you speak things of, of your early relationship you're reminded it changes it reminds you of this love that you're to have that god called you to towards your wife the way you feel about her the, here was a man driving down a mountain who couldn't wait to talk to a girl well that girl's there right mm -hmm. now she's mm -hmm. there at the house you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so um those are things bro like god uses those things you know uh, when you were when you were talking about running on the treadmill um, and looking at the word, you know, I was kind of reminded of this illustration that God gave me. You ever seen the movie uh, Meet Joe Black? I've seen it once and I don't remember Long, it. Well, anyways, in the movie, you know, not that I recommend this movie to Christians, but <laughs> yeah. it's from the, but but there's this in the movie. There's this character death that's per personified, and he's hanging out with this older guy who he actually came to take, and he's still there though. And but he's like he's like with him everywhere that he goes, and this old man works at this firm where where he's the main guy there right and everybody wants to know who this dude is that's always just there he's just there with him right and most of the movie takes place in conversation between this old man who's coming to the end of his life and then death who's here to take him right and i bring that up because it builds this relationship and this illustration of something there in that movie between these two characters that here you can see in a movie about a fictional character death in this guy because he's gonna he's gonna go death is going to take him he's going to leave this earth right and it, and it's this illustration of of and of where i'm headed and the person who's going to usher me there right and and you know I, I love an adjustment that god made in my life where you know i used to i used to meet god in all the places that we set up to have meetings you know the the bedside before bed the table before eating the morning you know before work mm -hmm. the lunch break or whatever the the devotional that i have you know the wednesday night and the sunday morning and you know the the every other car ride where they left the radio off and i talked to them mm -hmm. but little by little what started to happen was i started to have this illustration in my life of him being the stranger standing there in every conversation I'm with people, there's, there's, there, there's my savior. He's, he's there. He is. He's right there. You see him. He, he's standing right there. And, and because he's listening to what I'm saying, what's my motive? Why am I saying it? You know, like what, who's bringing, who's getting glory out of that? Hmm. You know, when I'm listening to somebody, am I really listening to them? Did you hear what he said, Mike? Did you really hear what he said? Or were you waiting to say what you wanted to say? Hmm. You know, you notice the per he he nudges you on the shoulder, right? Hey, check out that person across the room. They look sad. They do look sad. I should I go talk? No, don't talk to him. I just want you to know. You see that? That's what I see. Mm -hmm. I see those people. Like you go to work, right? You, you notice the flirtations, the person, the things, right? You're on your drive. You're frustrated. Somebody cuts you off the way you act. He's standing there. You're, you're talking. You're dialoguing with him on your way to the gym before you before the the phone goes on. Like, man, I don't feel like doing this today. Who are you talking to? Who's the personified savior that 
has the ability to go with you everywhere on my way home when I know my wife's on a bad in, in a bad headspace. She's already in the bad headspace. And that triggers me. Right? So I come home, I go to touch the handle of my doorknob, right? And I have to stop. Because there he is, the figure standing, right? And it's like, okay, look, like I'm not I'm not I'm not ready for this right now. It was hard today. Like I need somebody to hear me out. You know, like I don't have it in me right now. I already know what mindset she's in. But I'm having this conversation with you right now. And I need your help to do what I can't do right now. Can't. Like, I'm in a minute, I'm going to walk through this door and I'm going to pretend I have to use the restroom so that I could go in there and sit down and not answer a billion questions because I'm my head, because I'm not right. But I'll tell you what, Lord, I'm going to do that with you. I'm not going to go just to get on my phone. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I need you. And so Christ starts to become personified as a, as a, as a permanent character in the story. And I believe that this is something that God's men are going to need. Like from here on, not just like to get us through the tough time of marriage. Like from here on, do we live in a dark time? You know, I don't need to start preaching that one. We know that one, bro. Mm -hmm. Like we live in a crazy time. Like right is wrong, wrong is right. All the politics, everything that's going on with, you know, people and sexuality, everything, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you, you get, you, if you really care about people, you could hear before the truth of God even leaves your mouth, you could hear the way they're going to hear it. The way you're going to sound right now, mm. the way it's going to come across what you're saying, at least me, because I care about these people. Like, I'm not just saying what I, regurgitating what I hear, what I say, what my pastor says, like, I literally want them to know the truth. I, but I could already hear it leaving my lips and the way they're going to hear it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because of the world's twisted, telling them backwards. We're, we can't, bro. We can't make it like we can't change this world. It's not going to happen. But we we have the savior who's available always not just in moments always available to go with me where and he he's that voice that sometimes where i'm like oh i should go to prayer that no don't say nothing how many times dude when i'm in tune with the lord has the lord told me not to speak hmm. you know i'm sitting there and i'm like don't speak and you want to tell your wife you know what it is that your problem is dude here's the issue every time this happens you start going to this place in your mind that's the issue. When you're ready to get in the teaching position and start teaching your wife, let me tell you, you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. Nine times out of ten, he tells you not to teach the lesson. Mm -hmm. You're looking at her, you see it, you spot it, and you say in your mind, if the Lord opens up a doorway and if the Lord presents a roadway to speak these things, if she comes and says, hey, you know, I've been feeling like this, and it comes up, remember it. If not, pray for her for mm -hmm. this because you saw it. Mm -hmm. Don't start teaching. You know, just pray for her for that because God revealed it to you and you see it. And here's the thing. How, how, how eager are we for God to reveal to us what's wrong with our wives? And yet, how blind are we with God revealing things about ourselves? You know, I could mm -hmm. tell you all the things wrong with my wife. <laughs> mm -hmm. But all I see is that I'm, oh, Lord, I love you and I'm trying, you know, I'm doing my best. Yeah. I work hard, you know, like so anyways, I don't want to get on a tangent too far, but mm -hmm. reeling it back in, dude, I think that it, I encourage and I remind myself that let's keep Christ personified mm -hmm. to the degree that even in the in-betweens, like there he is and we're considering his ideas or 
how he feels about this stuff, you know? Man, mm-hmm. that's profound, bro. That's really mm-hmm. profound. And I want to encourage you, Adam, with, you know, you are so relatable to so majority of the church who are not full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. They work hard and they're trying to lead their family and their struggles. And sometimes they need someone to be able to talk to them like you, mm-hmm. who's like right where they're at, you know? Yeah. And and you can relate to a lot of people. And I'm in the same boat as you, just so you know, because like, mm-hmm. I, I work part-time, and I, or not part-time, I work and I do ministry. And that's more relatable right now to a majority of the church and God uses his vessels and everyone's unique and how he uses them. And, but, you know, be encouraged with what God has been doing with you right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's where it is. And it's, it's a blessing to see like the, the men have come before Hmm. us. Right. Hmm. And I think we were talking about like, we are the next generation. Hmm. Right. And are we going to carry that baton, so to speak, mm. to uh, carry the gospel to that following generation, to our generation and the next, right? As uh, these men are getting older and it, has God given them examples to us, like, you know, our pastor raw and seeing him, he, he literally worked the entire time and didn't receive a salary. He goes and shares it on the pulpit many times, right? Mm. And, and yet stood faithful to the call of God in his life. Mm. And then knowing that he has to work, provide for his family and still doing full-time ministry and seeing things like that that the lord allows me you know to really witness and see as an example it's like man lord like it it can be done right see how what god is able to do with a willing vessel Mm. right if you're fully surrendered unto god and his plan for your life and he's going to make it happen and a lot of times like how we were talking about earlier trying to figure out god's plan right Mm. god's not calling us to figure it out he's not Mm. calling us to figure out his plan he's calling us to be faithful Right. Mm. And I think that's the key. And in this season of my life mm. right now, it's that's what God is calling me to do. Mm. Like, you know, I think I'm supposed to be teaching X, Y and Z. But God is wanting me to be faithful and obedient to where he has me. Right. Mm. And if that's for me to be at home uh, right now, I'm still serving in ministry. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, really to be right there with my wife, helping her with the kids. Right. It's not easy. And they're, they're so young right now. And I, mm. they're very demanding. <laughs> right. So I really want to leave her from those things. And the Lord has been blessing it, you know, mm. uh, since I made the decision, our relationship has been stronger, you know, and we've been, you know, it took us again to get on both of us on our knees and crying out to literally crying out to the Lord. And, mm. you know, I believe God is honored in that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really seeing that his, you know, children coming together as one, getting on their knees before the Lord and just Lord, give us a plan for our lives guide us in our marriage, mm-hmm. be with us in the midst of our marriage, uh, give us wisdom to teach our children, Lord. These are your children. We dedicate upon you. The whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. Like really uh, it's seeing uh, what God can do with a, a vessel who is willing and that's our lives, that's your lives. You know, we're willing to 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 walk this walk with the Lord in this generation, mm-hmm. this perverse generation that you were talking about. Like we're, we're special people. God says it in his mm-hmm. word, you know, mm-hmm. like not that we're anybody because we're not but, um, you know, we're, you know, I believe in my heart that we're considered as remnant, you know, mm-hmm. there's millions of people outside of this place right now. And there's three, four of us here, right. Mm-hmm. Talking about the things of the Lord. And mm-hmm. there's so many people out there mm-hmm. just lost. Right. So I believe God is honored in this conversation. God is honored in the posture of our hearts and mm-hmm. in the season that we're, we're all in right now. 
again, it's encouraging to know that we're not alone, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have, we're brothers in Christ who are able to just like wrap out a dude, like not that we need to know every detail, Mm -hmm. dude, my wife called me this, I call her, you know, we don't need to know that. Like, (laughs) dude, like, but pray, pray for us because dude, we haven't been clicking, you know, we need prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, the kids getting overwhelmed. We're both overwhelmed. We're just, you know, we could be saying things we don't mean. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but you know, knowing that we can go to one another and even those who you're really close to or you, who you see as mentors or, or just like a spiritual father, so to speak, um, that they're able to pour wisdom into you and just, you know, the whole world doesn't have to know per se. Mm. You, know you know, I mean? Adam, I, I know you're, I know that you're surrounded by a plethora of, of provision, like by, you know, you have amazing people around you, but you know, I wouldn't miss what the Lord's putting on my heart to just let you know, bro, we're here for you, like in any way mm-hmm. at all, bro. Like, and I don't say that like I sense that there's more than or you're, I'm just being transparent with you, bro. Like we're here. And when I say we're here, I'm not just saying like, well, well let's do another podcast or something like that. Like, yeah. so you don't want to do, another no, podcast. I, <laughs> no, I, I would love like, to, one do, is good, no, just I would love to. I'd actually, I'm, I've been toying with the idea of us doing another four person one, uh, mm-hmm. just some, characters mm-hmm. that I feel like would match maybe Ivan joining in with us us four mm-hmm. or something like that yeah it's cause, cool man. Yeah, because there's just a, a familiarity there um, and a lot of things that we we deal with or go through maybe Angel you know maybe yeah. Angel, yeah. I mean um, even Angel like he came on the podcast first and you know I spent a little bit of time with him on a mission trip but it, we weren't like homies yet mm-hmm. uh, came on the podcast got to know him a little bit more Had these kind of conversations yeah and then it's just like the lord just like started this to build this relationship and that's really what he asked me today he's like hey like why adam and i was like you know honestly like like no lord i don't think that's a good idea (laughs) (laughs) no not like that he just wanted to know why why i I called you and i was like i was like you know like i want to get to know him like i i i know him i know of adam a lot you know I, I, i he worked he helped me get a house i've been uh, like kind of brushing elbows a little bit with him in ministry when i was at golden springs mm-hmm. but besides that like i don't really know i never heard yeah. his story i never, I, I i knew you kind of had a little bit of a testimony i knew that much mm-hmm. but i d- never knew about how you met your wife stephanie mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't know um where you were at right now because mm-hmm. man busy schedules and yeah. my social disorders that pop up from time to time where it's like someone texts me and I was like, oh, I'm going to get back to him and then never get back to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, all those things. I think I'm so familiar <laughs> with it, dude. Like people call me and they're like, they just need to understand. Like I can't just text back, you know, like I can't call you. And if yeah. I do call you, like it's by the grace of God. Right. Not that I'm trying to avoid anyone. No, I understand. It's just that we, yeah, we, yeah, all, we all have yeah. a, and, lot, a lot. And Adam, I say, I say this to you that you are someone who I, I feel the Lord has shown me over time, like, you are of the same mind of, you know, when it comes to ministry, the word, someone so much so that I was like, I want this guy to teach when I'm gone, yeah. you know, like, and, and to hear like the fruit of it afterwards, it's like, awesome, dude. Like, and we enjoy you being yeah, part yeah. of our life and to an extent, a part of this ministry, not in the sense of like, you know, that you belong in any way, but you know, just a brother that's a part of here. And I hope I really do from the bottom of my heart that, as time goes on that those kind of relationships will be built so that I, I told him about this thing a long time ago. I'm like, Hey, I had this kind of like a, I wouldn't say a vision. Cause you know, we are about that. I don't, I'm not that guy, bro. I don't do no visions or none of that mm-hmm. stuff ever, bro. 
but I wouldn't deny things that God put in my heart. And I told him like probably like 10 years ago, I was like, Hey man, I have one day, like we're going to be speaking at a conference together, dude. And I completely forgot about that. I didn't even, it wasn't like something I prayed about. Thought I, like I said that and I forgot about it. And then, um, so fast forward to like last year, was it? So mid last yeah, year, mid last year. Somewhere. Um, mid last year, uh, we, we got to know Angel already. We're like becoming tight with him or whatever. And Angel gets invited to speak at this conference, and and then Sal gets invi- invited to speak at this conference. And then so I kind of know the guys putting it together, and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? I heard I heard you got both those guys on there. They're like, oh, for sure. He shows me his lineup, like full lineup. Like this is the guy, and this is the, this is him, and Angel. And there's this other dude on there, and they have a uh, uh, like a worship like i think it's just like mm-hmm. a schedule set up mm-hmm. i'm like that's super awesome bro. I, I, mind you at this time that like what i had said to you was completely not in my mind at all i said that like 10 years ago i didn't even think about that i was just was super excited to see the combo of like angel and sal and the thing so whatever that's all that it was it's like the day before mm-hmm. the conference dude one of the dudes bails he's he can't do it he's like i do it i can't i don't know what happened he bailed he bailed out he didn't have it and this guy Caesar calls me like, dude, this is out of the blue, dude. I'm so sorry. There's no time, but can you teach at this conference? I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'll t- uh, yeah, I'll teach at the conference. Dude, I literally have to make a U-turn from where I'm going to go back home, right? And like, <laughs> like now I'm teaching at a conference like the next day, right? And um, not even a Calvary Chapel church, dude. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, with three <laughs> Calvary and Chapel, three people. Calvary yeah. Chapel guys, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even a Calvary Chapel church, dude. <laughs> And we literally, us three, bro, we went and did this conference, bro. And like, we're, we're I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I don't even think of, I still didn't notice that at the time. It's literally when I'm sitting there at the front row, dude, and he's teaching, right? And I think Angel had already gone and you went after, or you went and then he went out. I don't know. I don't remember. But, but th- like, I'm, I'm like midway, I'm about to go up and speak. And all of a sudden I remember that moment when I was like, what the heck like wow. i said like a long time ago it was like dude one day we're like we'll be at a conference mm. or something this was like he wasn't a pastor he was nothing dude wow and so so but th- the funny thing is dude is that there's a similar thing that's in my heart and i've shared this with a couple of my brothers who are kind of in our age bracket dude um about about this, this vision i have of the next generation dude and um and that's why i do believe these podcasts are about relationship building transparency mm. Because you, you have whatever you think about me, you meet me, small talk, things you've seen about me, heard about me, whatever. That's all. But that's all you know. Mm, all bad things. Yeah, all bad things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm certain. I'm certain. <laughs> well, you know my wife. You know, my, you, know what I mean? you know my wife and her friends before, too. So, you, like, you know, kidding. yeah, dude, I, I came from the world, too. So, um, but, but it isn't until you sit across from somebody for an extended amount of time that you really start to gauge like from your own heart what you perceive in somebody what they are what they aren't all of that you know Mm -hmm. and so i'm just always excited about the relationships being built through this podcast and the future that i think i see as far as you know just like-minded brothers who love the lord serve god have raised families you know go through the trials of life together in the same season, same time, same time era, what's happening in our world. And it's all just this sort of, you know, same soup. Like we're kind of like, you know, we're mm-hmm. same, we're, we're similar dishes and we've been raised by similar people as like-mindedness there. And, and there's edification, there's things that you say that I'm reminded of, I'm sharpened by, you know, mm-hmm. and um, same thing with Sal, you know, so 
it's it's been such a, a pleasure being on this podcast with you. You know, I want you to know that. And I, if I think it's good, yeah, uh, um, because I could hear the babies calling, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we always like to end our po- podcast with a particular question, and that is, how can we pray for you, dude? Yeah, uh, great question. You know what's interesting? Well, just to you know, preface it. Take your time, by the way, dude. It's yeah. on a forceful end. Oh, okay. Just uh, you know. It's been a while since somebody's asked me that. Can you mm. believe that? Mm. Mm. Literally, it's been a while, and I'm surrounded by godly mm. men yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, wow, that's powerful, bro. Mm. Like, you know, I haven't been asked that in a while. But uh, <clears throat> you can pray for me by um, just my family, just mm-hmm. to be, uh, you know, a godly husband, a godly father. Mm. Uh, pray for my wife. Pray for a marriage and then just pray that uh, I get the, the, the strength and filled with the spirit to just continue to be faithful with God's called me to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, serving in ministry, being available and making sure, you know, I just want to be in line with everything, you know, want to be in line with God's perfect will in my life. Mm. Um, I don't haven't figured it out, everything, but I know that I he's given me certain gifts that I'm able to exercise and and do um but you know just if you can just pray for me for yeah you know my family for wisdom yeah you know how to lead my family you know and just be um sensitive to the leading of the spirit mm. you know i think that's, that's exactly what i need mm. to pray for amen yeah. mikey why don't you get this one yeah father lift up my brother to you and i thank you for his honesty the uniqueness of what you've done Lord sometimes one of my most favorite things um, is a man who's known failure reminded of David who is a man after your own heart and I love how transparent Adam's been when he taught here and and even as he sits here now I thank you for him and I lift up Lord just his personal life, the calling you've placed on his life, the many things, Lord, that you know better than anybody. There's the elements of those that are close to him that they know more than those who are far. And then there's his wife who knows more than they know. But surely far beyond any of them is what you know, Lord. But you know what he, the cross that he carries, the weight that he bears, the love that he has for his children, his wife, and for you, Lord. And the transparency of what you know what he is and what he isn't, and yet you still, you call. You say that our calling is irrevocable. You say that your thoughts towards us are good, your plans, Lord, are, they won't be moved. I pray for my brother now. I pray for Steph. I lift her up to you. I pray for a freshness to be poured out on her heart, mm. encouragement, and a reminder, Lord, of of that love that you sparked in her, and that the, both the trials and the happy times, Lord, are, are they're built in by you to mold her too. I pray, Lord, that your voice would be clear in Adam's ears with the things that he needs to do more and the things he needs to not do and where he should speak up and where he should remain silent. Mm. 
I pray that you give them a peace, Lord, beyond whatever disappointment may exist. That he would look past anything that anybody would feel or say or think. And his eyes would be set upon you and that he would be encouraged this evening. I pray that as he rests his head tonight that you would do work. And you would give him twice the worth for his rest. And I pray for your magical, amazing, glorious hands to begin doing work in the boys and, and in the home. We thank you for those that have walked with us along the road, those encouragers, for Minor, for Dave, the brothers and people that have extended love. We ask, Lord, for your voice to be clearer than ever, that this is not a time of us being far away, but a time of us being close to you, a time of us hearing you like never before and becoming more of who you intended for us to be. We love you and we thank you, Lord. Thank you for seeing us through seasons that were difficult and for your promise that you'll see us through anything that comes. I lift up Adam to you now. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, bro. Of course. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. It's a wrap, man. God love bless you, you, dude. Mama, coming home. I'm in the next chapter. Put away all my credentials. Then I crucified the actor. Traded all I thought I want to be for what I know I'm supposed to be. Walking with